Howdy everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Debauchery Circus Campaign here on the Random Rhapsody Network. As always, we are live streaming our sessions on Twitch.tv first, and then we'll be uploading the episodes to YouTube and podcast one week later. If you enjoy what you see here, feel free to follow us here on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can check us out on Facebook as Random Rhapsody TV or on Twitter as at random underscore Rhapsody. Now, when we last left off, the debauchery circus was still reeling from the deaths of their two companions, Finn and Turgot. Once their friends were laid to rest, Fontine and Ormer returned to the castle to report to the king and be given the task that they still owed him. Not being completely unsympathetic, the king decreed that he would assign three more adventurers to aid the remaining members of the debauchery circus on their mission. After a brief period of mourning, Fontine and Ormer were joined by a rabbit folk wizard named Cameron and a human druid named Blazner. Furthermore, the group was surprised to find that the, porter, the party's former ward, Edmund Coltrast, would be joining the group as well. The newly formed party then reported to the Institute Arcanum, where they were teleported as close as they could towards their new assignment the village of Greenridge. Once the group arrived, they met with the mayor of the village, who informed them that all of the farms around the village had been having their livestock stolen in the dead of night. The group questioned around town, and they soon discovered that a visiting merchant had also been robbed on its way into town. The circus decided next to visit the scene of the most recent theft at the farm of an old gnome named Herschel. The group quickly discovered some unusual tracks leading away from the farm and heading in the north that they decided to follow. Throughout most of the day they traveled, continuing to find and lose then find the trail again and it eventually led them into the Green Ridge Mountains themselves. And so, Debauchery Circus. After following this thieves' trail for many hours into the night, you eventually decided to settle down in an out-of-the-way alcove in the hills and make camp. Fontine and Edmund had set up their tents, Blazenear started making dinner, and uh, while they were doing this, Cameron and the newly named Novo scouted the area around the camp. After searching the cliff walls around the camp, you all eventually found what you believed to be a hidden door set into the stone. You could just see the outline hidden in the stone itself. As the two of you lock eyes together, you realize exactly what you found. But as you do, a question comes to each of your minds. And the question is, what does your character think is the true meaning of life? And Cameron, since you're the one who rolled, why don't you go ahead and go first? Well, uh, the true meaning of life is to give life meaning, isn't it? It's to uh, discover your own purpose and uh, change and shape the world as you see it. I couldn't agree more. Blazner, how about you? Uh, just, you know, find whatever makes you happy and 
do that uh, do that as long as you can. Yeah, most certainly. Fantine, how about you? Um, to express yourself to the fullest extent. Okay. And Novo, how about you? The trimming life would be to wander and explore as far as you can, and then at the end of your life, go back and procreate and carry on your genes and possibly your your legacy. Well, a legacy is something everybody hopes to achieve. Okay. So, debauchery circus. As you can see now, um, I've given you a map of the campsite that you guys are currently at. Fontaine and Edmund, there you are. Um, with the tents, blaze near with your bonfire, the three of you have been kind of setting up. Cameron and Novo are a little ways around the corner where they had found that hidden door. So, Debauchery Circus, what would you like to do today? Hmm. Did we rest already? We're starting the same night, right? Yeah, it is the same night, so um, it's probably around 10 o'clock in the evening. Hey, Hellhound, thanks. Uh, Do I know about the door yet, or...? Um, No, the Cameron and Novo have just just found it, but they can easily come and tell everybody. Yeah, I'll come over and tell everybody what we found. So, um, it, it appears that my calculations were correct. The stone mages uh, created a doorway in the mountainside that we have discovered. Uh, that... Do, would you like me to seal up the door for you? I might be able to do that. Just no, to... I'm uh, assuming that if we follow it, it would lead us to the Ooh. thieves. Well, I'm just saying, because we're going to sleep, and, you know, we don't want those people to get out. Oh, you mean temporarily? Yes, I, I can I can get it back uh, uh, tomorrow, but... Seems fine to me. It's yeah, that not... seems like a good idea. I'd like to have some dinner. What are you cooking? Oh, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a salad with a... Very... It's, it's right here. <laughs> You know, I had that cabbage from earlier, and and so he starts uh, uh, passing cabbage. out to everybody a, a meal of cooked cabbage in water, I guess. Well, Edmund gave me some of his <laughs> boiled radishes. cabbage. Oh, that's Edmund right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Edmund did give you some of his uh, some of his rations, so you could probably have made a, a fairly decent stew out of that. Um, I stuff my face with stew. But uh, that that spell I did uh, a little bit ago, the, where I was talking to those plants, uh, I can have I can kind of have them you know, try to seal up the door a little bit. I don't know how well it's going to work. I mean, it's worth a go. It it does. Uh, I think that's all I have. The statement that can of help. true researcher. <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to go, but I'm certainly willing to try. <laughs> it's so what, only science if you write it down. What, is, what are you trying to do, Blazner? 
the speakless plants spell. I, I can have the plants move ar around a bit. I'm trying to read it. Uh, well, yeah, why don't you go ahead and pop that in the t uh, chat for everybody? Yeah, so I can kind of make it a. I guess I can make it difficult terrain, but I was thinking like uh, I could have the vines, you know, rapid, kind of get around door, try, you know, make it so that the door isn't really easy to open. So I, I am. Are, if you're talking about the bush that you had spoken to earlier, that no. was probably about an hour. No, I'm. I'm talking. I can talk to any plants. So, I'm just talking to plants, you know, in yeah. general. So just around this area, um, just so you know, the only th plants you're really seeing are a little bit of grass, maybe some creepers between rocks. There's not a lot here. Uh, I could uh, use plant growth, possibly, but that's that'd be a bit much. I mean, yeah, so you do have a plant growth spell. Um, what does that do specifically? Uh, so to, if I just do the instantaneous uh, cast, it makes all normal plants in a 100-foot radius become thick and under overgrown. I think I can choose one, uh, areas not to be affected, I thought. Okay, so you could probably use your plant growth spell on... In around that uh, that door to have the vines and creepers and whatnot grow over it and heavily cover it if that's what you're trying to do. Uh, does that sound like a good idea, everyone else? I'm voices. You can always ask I think the plants it's... to move later. Yeah, I think it's better than nothing, and we can definitely still have someone stay up and keep watch, obviously. Oh, yeah, I wasn't expecting this to be a, you know, just <laughs> more of a, hey, uh, you know, I'm trying to not get her to steal anything else, because that's probably if anything it. else, it'll buy us some time. Yeah. So I will point out that in the Speak with Plant spell, the it literally says... Um, this spell doesn't enable plants to uproot themselves and move about. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of, of uprooting them. I, I thought, you know, the, if there was vines around, they could shift over like to be. Yeah, the, it, this is a, a, a mountainous, hilly region. It's more gr I, thin grasses and like the the type of the type of plants that can grow between rocks. They're, it's not like a lot. Um, if you use your in, your um, your other spell, the the one that affects plants. You could cr make them like cause difficult terrain in the area around the door, something like that, or to have vines like cover around it to make it difficult to walk through. It won't, but that—that's really about what it can do. If I'm remembering the spell correctly, you can pop it in the chat to see if it yeah. says something different. But uh, yeah, that—that's more of like a large area type of thing, though. <laughs> yeah, so mm -hmm. you you would... Basically, what you would be doing is turning that into an area of rough terrain. 
So it, it wouldn't stop them from coming through it, it would just make them move slower. Does that make sense? Uh, it would I kind of still think probably, it's a good idea. It would also probably be loud enough that we could hear them. <laughs> since it says you have to spend four feet of movement for every one foot that you move. Yeah, I just wanted to make it clear that it wouldn't, like, it. it wouldn't, like, seal the door closed. That's all no. I, because uh, that's what it sounded like you were asking. Well, I, I was thinking that there might have been vines or some sort of something uh, growing on the walls that could <laughs> affect. And maybe not necessarily seal the doors closed, closed, but, like, at least Just... offer resistance, so... Yeah, you could definitely, you could time. definitely do that with the spell. Uh, Alright, so I'll do that then. Okay. So you're you cast the spell you I assume you have enough uh spell slots for that. Um, yeah, you, can, you cast the spell sp the spell uh plant growth. And it it's a hundred foot radius, it's pretty freaking big. Yeah, that's that's what I was asking like everyone else if you know. I think it's fine. Like, you, you <laughs> and then you could I can I can also exclude one or more areas of any size. Yeah, so within. you could you could like have yeah. it so that it it stops right about here and just covers the all the area around here. Does that make sense? Yeah, because uh, what, what it sounds like to me, I can just you know kind of target it because I can just exclude you know anywhere I want. This is just says you know one or more areas of any size within the spell's area. Yeah. So. Yeah, so what size are you making in front of the door so that we can do this? So, uh, I'll have it affect every, like, uh, you know, the area around the door, and, uh, it won't, it won't affect anywhere near the camp. Kind of be a little bare patch there. So, like, 20 foot radius sphere? I guess. Uh, okay. yeah. We've done it. Let's move on. Yeah, there you go. You got your big O circle there. That um, all that area is now. You cast a spell, and all these plants just go shooting up, and really, really high. Like um, imagine a wild, a wild uh, area of grass, just really super high, like three, maybe four feet in several places. Grains begin to form along it, and as you do that, then the vines uh, hanging around the um, cliff begin to grow thicker and heavier and uh, creep down and go around and in front of the door, kind of obscuring it a little bit and and that sort of thing. And so you got this big, wide area of grass now. All right, uh, that might do something, I hope. And it I'll does, kind of... It does make it difficult terrain. Doesn't it mm -hmm. kind of make it more than difficult? Because it's four feet for every one foot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some plants. I get it. <laughs> I'm ready. You know, let's. let's <laughs> 15 let's minutes kinda, talking about this spell. Can we just dwell on these plants? Like, honestly, they're. What do they I want to talk like? more about how many feet of movement does it take? Uh, so Tell me again. That's 20 foot per square. Wow. 
That's I know. crazy. I know. Strange. That's, that's like wild. That's like double what it'd do if for difficult terrain. Can you see the circle? Because uh, I put one out there, but it's like. Um. Uh, no, I can't. Is it on the, on the GM layer? Yeah, but I can't like select it. That's what's weird about it. Um. Got to put a circle on top of the circle. There we go. Damn. So there you go. Nice. G giant ass circle. Ain't, no, ain't nobody's rice. gonna get us from the road either. So these are some good plants. They are indeed. So you cast your spell, you have your plants. What else are you doing tonight? Yeah, so, uh... Oh, this is not my voice. Uh, how's dinner? Um, how is dinner? Can he make a roll for how good he did? I imagine it's fairly decent. Um, go for it. Make a performance check. Performance? Oh, yeah. Thirteen. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a decent dinner. Yeah, it's, um, it's very good, Bla Blaznia. Thank you. Um, haven't had boiled cabbage quite like this in a while. Well, I mean, there's other things in it, but the cabbage really makes the dish. Yeah, the cabbage is a really overwhelming taste. I'm not sure what it is about this cabbage. It's like well, I mean, 100% to be, cabbage. To be fair, Edmund just kind of gave me a bunch of dried rations and I didn't know what to do with them. So. Thank you, Edmund, for your donation. Oh, and any time, um, yeah, you just uh, cook it in water to rehydrate, and you get some stews and whatnot. But uh, yes, uh, thank you. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm quite tired, so, and I don't think I should be uh, watching during night, considering my eyes. So. Well, um, I I assume if you guys are going to go ahead and camp down for the night. Who's taking first watch? I'll take first watch with my globe. I can take second. I'll take third. I'll take whichever one's last, so I have uh, so I have my uh, spells change. Okay. That would be the fourth. Oh wait, no, we got Edmund too. Are we doing five watches or four? Yeah, I think it's two hours each, so four gets us through the day, through the night. Matt, I have a question for you. Yes. If feel free to not tell if this is too metagamey. Um, if I were to teach Edmund, would he get more sorcerer levels or? Um. I mean, being around you guys, he, he's mm -hmm. learning and picking things up. I'm using the companion rules for him, so basically, his level is dependent on your level. Right. Um, he, he'll never be. But more it's like than, he'll never be more than half of what your level is. So right. right now, but he's, he's taking like it's like simplified, like magic user levels, or is he taking specifically sorcerer levels? Um, the first, he took one level of sorcerer. Um, okay. And that was just being around, uh, mostly being around Finn and a little bit around you, learning about magic. He just, um, in that proximity, he exhibit, exuded magic and became a sorcerer. So I, I imagine from here on out, he's just going to take either ranger or sorcerer levels. 
Okay. Good. Yeah, because otherwise you get to a crazy multi-class. To make yeah, I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to teach him without him, you know, suddenly being a wizard and a sorcerer at the same time, and that would no. be bad. No, you cool. could spend your time working with him, explaining to him spells, and he'll just pick it up. And it's it's still it's going to be based on his and his innate magic. So while cool. like he's not going to learn spells the way you learn spells, but working mm-hmm. together, he might he might choose spells that you have because because of your working together, if that makes sense. That's fine. Cool. Well, then I can teach him freely. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, and so you guys all sit down, get yourselves ready to, for bed, and begin your your watch. So go ahead, who's ever going first, make your first perception check. That's me... Perception and perception. Okay. So I got a six, and Fidget got a fourteen. So you're sitting there with your uh, with your globe, and though it has advantage if it's sight based. What's that? Uh, my hummingbird. The has advantage on perception if it's sight based. Well, I would imagine he's looking with his sight. Okay. Also a 14. <laughs> wow. So, um, the two of you settle in. Uh, Fidget is much more uh, much more observant than you are. You sit down, pull out your magic book, begin figuring out what your spells are going to be for the next day, and for your, those two hours, you're just lost in thought. Lost in, in your magic and your research and that sort of thing. And you barely look up at all. Fidget buzzes around the the campsite for those two hours looking everywhere he can his his view is a little bit limited because it is you know night and he can only see as far as the light goes but he is keeping an eye out Mm -hmm. and for those two hours nothing happens cool okay who is next that would be Okay, so you wake up Novo. That is a dirty one. Okay. So you, you're watching as carefully as you can for your the first hour of your watch. And with your high perception, you do hear tw- over around the cliffside um, a bit of a grinding sound that you just barely are able to make out. It alerts you immediately, and your eyes go over there. And you do see a beam of light coming out from that area. You can hear a bit of whispering, but it's hard to make out. And you don't speak that language. And then the light uh, disappears. Okay, so that was within my first hour? Yeah, that was at the end of your first hour, hour of watch. That you see that light open, that um, almost as the, you can assume, the door opened. They looked, the door closed. I'm just gonna kind of keep watch. I'm gonna be worried about you, but 
Okay. You continue watching at the edge of the tall grass, keeping your your eye in that area. And you move so you can can you can see around the um, the cliffside a little bit, and keep your eye on that door space. And for the next hour, you continue to watch there, looking extremely carefully. The door does not open again, and no sounds come. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna wake up. At the end of my watch, I, Fontaine, I think, was the next one. I'm going to wake up Fontaine, and I'm going to let her know what I saw and, you know, give her a heads up to kind of really watch that area. All right. I will watch it very closely. <coughs> okay. And I also tell her, wake me up if, if anything happens, and, you know. Okay, I'm going to stand within polearm range of, uh, what is it, Novo? Um, yes. So that I can poke her with my glaive if anything happens. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Go ahead and Novo gets into her bedroll, lays down. Go ahead and make your perception check. Okie dokie. 16. So, about 30 minutes into your watch... You do see a bit of light come out from that area, and and you look over there, and you can see at you you kind of get right up to the grass and and peek around, and you can see a little bit of light as though the door has been slightly pulled open. Uh, I narrow my eyes. <laughs> Is it just staying open? So, you can he you can hear a little bit of murmuring. Not a lot, but it's very faint. Like, you can just barely make it out with your 16. And I don't, like, see any person? You cannot see a, p a person, not from your angle. You can see that the door is slightly ajar, and light is coming from the inside of it. You'd probably have to try and get closer. Um, I'm gonna... Yeah, because I mean, you're you're 50 feet away, and it's at a bad angle. There's rocks right in here, so all you're seeing is the shaft of light kind of coming out from like there. Okay. So this would be. I don't want to get stuck in these plants. I don't want to get stuck in these plants. So if they're just sitting there, like continuing to stare for for a little bit, I think I would wait like maybe 20 seconds or so, um, and then I would I would. Poke or or Novo. If they seem like they're really trying to get a good look at us. Okay. Well, it, it is definitely open because you could see the light coming out from it. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, you had the bad angle. You couldn't see inside of it whatsoever. You do go over and poke Novo awake. Novo, wake up. They're looking at us. I kind of shake, you know, shudder, wake up. And look over. Uh, and of shuffle over the screens. So basically, the people in there are like, they open the door and they see a t tall grass just right outside. Vines. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Can you see inside? And should I do a. Can I do a perception check to see what. Yeah, you can I, do another perception check. Can I do it with advantage since I have. Uh, 
she like since I, I'm, I'm you know I'm looking specifically for it. Well, you can you, without a perception check, you can see the light, and from there, it you're at a really bad angle. Um, you would have to get right over here to the the um, cliff's edge to be able to see it at all, to see towards the door. Um, if you oh, do okay. that, okay, well then. you could make a roll, but it's not going to be an advantage, no. I'm going to go over here. You said, like, right, I need to be... I'm going to... I'll join you. <laughs> over here? I mean, you both can make perception checks on your own. Okay. That would be a 12. Ooh, big seven. Even at the angle, you can see the door open. And you kind of move to that edge, and you're peering up over the tall grass. You can see the crack in the in the wall now. You can see that it is open, and there's um, an orangish light that's coming out from it. No doubt from a torch or a lantern or something like that. You stand there for about a minute, uh, looking, trying to appear out, but th it's just a crack. And there was all those vines that were over the door too so that kind of really really makes it difficult to see anything inside every so often you think there might be like some movement but it's it's hard to tell and then after about a minute or so goes by the door closes once again hmm alright Novo you may return to your slumber and I'll keep watching. If everybody can get a rest, that's the best. Yeah, I'm, I'll let her know again, y'all. Let me know if we have any trouble, and we'll, we'll wake everybody else up when, if, if and when danger comes. Okay. I sit here with my penny whistle, <laughs> ready to, to blow it in. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm well, not a very good musician. You sit there for the, the rest of your uh, watch, and the door does mm. not open again. Alright. Okay, um, then I'm gonna go wake up Blazing at the end of my watch. Okay. Oh, go good morning. Uh, anything cool? No. Uh, that that door has been peeking open. Uh, well, it peeked open once, um, but they haven't popped out since. So, hopefully, they're not creeping around invisibly or anything. Well, did are divines still in front of the door? Indeed, they are. And probably not. Sounds great. It's your turn. Oh, I'm gonna, lovely. I'm gonna go shuffle my cards. Uh, is it still dark outside? Oh, it is still dark out. You've got about an hour till dawn. Okay, let's uh, get this over us. I can't see a thing here. Is the campfire still going? Yeah, the campfire's still going. Oh, resilient. Uh, does it does it not show you light right now? It should be. No, it does. I just I, I don't know. I. Uh, do my perception check then. Twenty-four. Okay. You're kind of walking ar around the edge of the campfire. 
keeping her eye out, occasionally going over towards the grass. About an hour and a half goes by. And then as you're, you're standing over here, looking through the grass at that door, you see the door open once again. You can see light begin streaming through the, the vines in front of it. And then you see the vines be catch fire. Whoosh! Uh, I'm gonna use control flames to stop that. <laughs> well, you could, except for as the door oh, as as the flames burn and you begin to uh, you cast control flames to try to stop them and you're dousing them, the vines spread and push forward, and a fire elemental comes pushing through the door. And as it uh, comes through, burning the vines. Oh, uh, over the door and steps out into the open, that tall grass begins to just catch fire around where it stands. And it looks at you, and you look at it. Uh, I say in Druidic, uh, uh, good day, sir. Uh, I'm friendly. Well, we'll have a, you'll have a chance Boy. to test that. Roll for initiative. Too bad. That's not the language of elementals. No, but I think it's something else. I, uh... Should everybody roll? Yes. <laughs> well, you guys are all asleep, but yes, everyone should roll for initiative. Wow. Did we did we establish that I did like a I do like a trance? 31. Or it was like I slept for four hours and then transferred I can't remember what we established. Yeah, you sleep you can have to sleep for four hours and then you can then you could be up again. Uh, okay, I'm up. I have a question. Did did I finish technically finish a long rest, or so I can get my spells back, or would that be after everything? It would be after everything because that's when you get up in the morning and you prepare them. Okay, just making sure. Cool. How did you get a thirty-one for initiative? Because I have a <laughs> plus seventeen bonus. Dear Lord. How the hell do you have a plus seventeen bonus? I get to add dexterity, I get to add my proficiency bonus, I get to add my intelligence modifier, I get a plus five from having the alert feat. Oh yeah. <laughs> <sighs> he's I, he's a rabbit, so he's always on the lookout for predators. <laughs> I thought that it was very thematic that a very, very anxious rabbit who is also a time mage would be very difficult to surprise because he's <laughs> always worrying about everything. Oh, I, it makes got his head on the level, boy. It makes so <laughs> sense for me, but definitely other people. The this it's good to hear it for the audience. Yeah. So the audience doesn't think we're cheating. Well, I am definitely cheating with my half elf. Uh, what we've established for my sleeping. So <laughs> don't <laughs> at me. That's not how it's written in the, uh, yes. the player's handbook. For the audience, it's plus four from dexterity. It's plus three from my proficiency currently. It's plus five from my intelligence modifier. And then taking my charisma down to eight at the start gave me a feat, which I took alert, which gave me plus five. Yeah, I, I run some fun games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this moment, um, Cameron is first in the order. Um, Blazenear has just called out 
Uh, he had just seen a flame elemental and called out, oh shit, basically. Um, Cameron, I want you, you're asleep. So yep. I want you to make a perception check. Sure. Here's a question. Does my familiar have to sleep? Um, I don't believe so. I don't because think so, technically. Okay, so could he be trying to wake me up then? On its turn. Oh, <laughs> do I need to roll initiative for him too? Yeah, you need to roll initiative for him too. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to roll my d20. No, that's... Hang on. That's Bitch. his... How do I add it to... Oh, you should just would have clicked on him. I can do it. Okay. Yeah, click on Fidget before you roll, just sure. like your character. Okay, and then, yeah, he's got a nine. Okay. Okay, so, um, on his turn, yes, he would be able to try to wake you up. Um, for your sixth perception, you are sound asleep. You are snoring a little bit. There's a pillow over your head. You have no clue what the hell's going on. So, we move to Blazner. Blazner, you have just seen all the plants burn away as this fire elemental steps forward into the doorway, which is now wide open. The tall grass that was um, underneath it is beginning to sear away or something like that. Hey, Mind of Rocco. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not prepared for this no. at all. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fire druid. I, how am I supposed to fight a fire elemental? <laughs> uh, did I get my druidic out at the start? Your what? The druidic. I, I said something in druidic uh, at the start, did I? Oh, you said something, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Alright, uh... Alright, uh, yeah, I only have fire spells prepared, so... I'm gonna run over to Ormir and, uh... Kinda just start... Tapping her on the head. Okay, so you run over and... And, yeah, you run over to Novo and use your action to wake her up, which you absolutely can do. And you, you grab her and shake her head and... Uh, Novo, your eyes go wide open and you just see Blazner standing over you with a look of concern on his face. Uh, hello, uh, we've got fire thing. I'm not good at fighting fire things. I'm good at starting fires. Uh, so, you know, help. I guess I'll wait for my turn now for what I do. Oh yeah, you definitely wait for your turn. But that's Blazner's turn. So Fantine... Roll your perception. See if you you're awake. Oh wait a minute, you would have been awake. Well, yeah, you said I could be up. Yeah, you would have been awake. So you did hear Blaze near. You did see him come running over, shaking Novos, yelling about a fire elemental. Okay, um, I'm gonna map. Is Edmund in the rotation? Thank you. I did forget to put Edmund in the rotation. Um, let me think. Trying to see how far I can get from my current location. 5, 15, 20, 25, 30. So I think if I go over here, this would probably be my best bet. Um, so it's like just on the edge of my range, but I want to cast Fairy Fire in a 20 foot cube. 
um, so this elemental and then as deep inside the door as I can go. Okay, I like it. Let me draw something here real quick. So that's a 20-foot cube. Yeah, so 20-foot on a side. So if I can catch him in the corner and get deep in that cave, that would be great. <laughs> Show me your master! I want to speak with him! So basically a right about there, which if we're, we're thinking about this more in a three-dimensional kind of term. Um, yeah. you're, you're casting this towards the door, back behind as much as you can. You don't have much mm -hmm. of a visual on it, but you can see him and you can see the door open. So that is a... What, what's this? Okay, what is that? Concentration? No, wait a minute. Um, so concentration dex. up to a minute. Um, they need to make a dex save, yeah. Yeah, that was, that's what I was trying to find, dex save. Uh, mind, mind, it is... Yes, it is on roll 20. All the maps that I use, I make with Dungeon Draft, and um, the art that we use is actually made by one of my uh, players here. Get my spell slot down. Oh, that I rolled for Edmund. That's my bad. <laughs> Edmund, you failed. Yep, Edmund failed. <laughs> no, you should have to take that roll and just add their bonus. <laughs> That's a 17. You should make him use that 7. <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> I'm gonna I think mean, about this next time. Next time when I roll a, a persuasion instead of a perception, I'll be like, you gotta reuse it. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing that I'm the DM, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, all these other ones fail, though. Um, actually, I'm going to use my reaction to say um, that he actually did roll that 7. Because I, I did get a 7, so... You did get a 7? Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, yes, I will allow that. Um, using your, um, using your uh, connection to your patron, you modify reality just for a moment. And mm -hmm. you feel the spell connect in that general area. So they all are highlighted um, in violet light, I will choose. Um, so any attack rolls against them are going to have advantage. That's my action, my reaction, and then as a bonus action, I'm going to give Bardic Inspiration to Cameron. Wake up, Cameron! Cameron starts tossing and turning in his sleep a little bit when you I give play that on my person a seven. Do -do -do. Because you altered the timeline. <laughs> I did alter reality. You did for just that moment. Okay. That's what the dice originally wanted. <laughs> so, that's it for Fontaine's turn. Next, we come up to Edmund, who was sound asleep. So let's see if he is hearing all this. Um, I'm going to allow him to roll his perception at advantage because um, Fontaine did pull out her flute and is currently playing a, a really, really shrill note. I'm just imagining. The I didn't practice. Sh shitty recorder version of my heart wow. was on. So <laughs> he like was... shoots up. <laughs> Yeah, he sh jumps up, bow in hand, cloak over his shoulder. He's like, what, 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 what? Sees you, Fantine. <laughs> Has no clue Edmund what the fire. heck is going on. <laughs> but, let's see here, I can get him 30 feet. Five, ten, fifteen. 
so I can get just to right there. Um, he could he see the thing? Um, see it is bright light. He could probably it see. Big. Yeah, it's big. It's bright. He could probably see just the top of it. Um, it's so, outlined in purple. Exactly. So um, he would normally have a. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow him to roll at advantage because of the purple shimmer around this thing. However, it does get a plus two to its AC because of the partial cover he has. Okay. So that's how we're going to Acceptable. do this. So he, the first thing he's going to do on his turn as a bonus action, he's casting Hunter's Mark on it. Good lad. Get him, Edmund. And then he is going to be firing his uh, bow. Ugh, god damn. Oof. Crit fail. You want to roll one more six, please? <laughs> What's that? I said, don't you want to roll another six? <laughs> for, I the, wish. for the fun of it, six, six, six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, that what was the damage would have been if he had actually hit. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It, it don't matter. Um, however, the thing is now also hunter's marked. Well, doesn't wait? Doesn't he get advantage? Oh yeah, he does get advantage. I can. Hey, roll another six. six. Let's go. <laughs> God, I hope not. Oh, don't That'd roll be six. <laughs> yeah, don't roll a six. Better. But also, that would be hilarious. <laughs> roll at least sixteen. That oh, an eight. eight. God damn. You squint your eyes, it's kind of like a six. Yeah, kind of. A little bit, but no love on Edmonds. However, the the fire God elemental is is a Hunter's Mark, so I will put something on there for that. I don't know why. Here we go. That looks like a target a little bit. Yeah. Okay. That's it for its turn. Or for Edmonds' turn. Next off... We have a couple of the Drugar here. Um, the first one, the unfortunately, the Flame Elemental is right in the door, so it is holding its action. If anything comes within range of the Fire Elemental, it's going to fire. But he he is stuck right there behind the door. Okay, next off, we are coming to Novo. Novo, what are you doing? Um, I mean, I'm awake now, right? I yes, think I'm the awake. only one who's not awake okay. right now. So I'm going to jump up. I'm going to go right here. I don't want to get into the difficult terrain. I'm going to go here and I'm going to hold action. I'm going to uh, hold my quarterstaff at the ready. Okay, you're holding your action to attack. Sounds good. Next up, Fidget. What are you doing with your hummingbird? He's gonna try and get me up. Little peck 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 peck. <laughs> so uh, your hummingbird comes Wait down up. and Wait just up. pecks you on the head over and over again, <laughs> right on the forehead, and your eyes just shoot open. Ow! God, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. huh? uh, um, Brandy oh, is going to yes, be stepping uh, away now. Good boy. Good boy. 
Brandy's gonna be stepping away now because she, she has to go get our daughter. She will be back in like 15 minutes. So if we get to her okay. turn, we'll we'll puppet her as a team. Sure. Yeah. But that's it for Fidget. Yep. Next off, we come to another Drugar, but Fire Elemental's in the way, so he's holding his action as well. Okay. Next, we come to the Fire Elemental. Should I be able to see it by now? Um, you could probably see the glow over there, and there is like a purple shimmer around it. Um, but you wouldn't have a uh, line of sight on it. But you're That's about fine. to. Because okay. this grass is very tall that you've created, Blaze Near. But this is a fire elemental. And it is just walking through this uh, flames. It's, it's hindered a little bit by it because it's having to burn away as it's going. So it's only going to be able to move about half of its speed to get through all this at all. However, he's basically burning a path that is basically leaving a huge ch char line behind him. 5, 10, 15. What's his movement? Well, I got something for your ass. It can it's see kind of perfect. It means the... Everybody else needs to follow his path. Indeed it does. And I'm going to actually draw this out on the map for you guys so you can see the path because you can see it. Cool. Come at me, beast. And so there you can see the char area um, that it's been burning. It's movement. Yeah, I think it's just going to use its action to continue on towards you all. I uh, still cannot see it. You should be able to. Oh, now I can. Just moved in. Excuse me, sir. You're getting awfully close. Um, you could add so that he sheds dim light in a 10-foot radius, because yeah, that's what Fairy Fire says. Actually, he fought, had cast light, too. I'm surprised it's not yeah. on there. Because he cast 30-foot uh, radius of light. I'm actually oh, just yeah. surprised it's not on the thing automatically, but I can do that real quick. Yeah. There you go. You guys should be able to see a lot. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, you know what? I can even change the color. I'm going to do that for the fun of it. Make it red. Or orange. There you go. Oh, I'm getting spooked. <laughs> I like it. Spooky. So it had to use its movement and its action to get there, but it is right there on you guys. You're yep. even uglier up close. What about the dwarves? Can we see them? You can, uh, they will well, be giving off dim light. It's turn. Yep. One second here. 
Okay, there we go. So. Fire Elemental's turn is over. Next off, you do see a Drugar that steps in from the door, or at least Novo would be able to. Okay. And there it is. Oh, I see him. Ah, it's got that fairy fire on it, so... <laughs> Let's see. So the Drugar mm -hmm. steps in, moving its uh, movement. Five, ten, twenty-five. And as it does, you just see this uh, Drugar begin to enlarge. Doubling it its size. Mm, don't like that. And as he grows and becomes this uh, double-fisted, huge, uh, monstrous uh, version of a dark-skinned dwarf, he just kind of smiles. And he looks directly at Novo, who's in the front there. Or actually... You can see pretty well everybody on the field. I'm hiding behind Novo's big shell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't yes, you see are. me. <laughs> he can see Edmund, he can see Blazenir, he can see Cameron laying on the ground. His eyes focus directly at you, Blazenir, assessing the, the area, and he throws a javelin directly at you. Oh, could he not? Good no, that's just messed try up. And attack fidget, otherwise I would have had to call the ASPCA on your ass. <laughs> this javelin goes flying through the air towards you and lands thunk on the ground directly in front of you. Oh, it actually works. I didn't <laughs> expect that. Uh, thanks for not. Oh, he was giving it to you. How nice. Yeah, yeah, he was. And we are at the top of the order. Cameron. You're up first. Right, uh, if everyone would focus on the uh, dwarf, I have uh, something prepared for the uh, elemental. And I'll uh, say to him in Primordial, uh, don't you know the best way to fight fire is with fire? And I'm going to cast Enemies Abound on the elemental. Uh-oh. So it's an intelligence save from him, unless he's immune to being frightened. And if he fails, then anytime he wants to do something offensive, he has to choose a target at random from everybody, even ones who used to be his friends. I like it. Hold on a second here. The only thing is that each time he takes damage, he can repeat the saving throw, and it ends the effect on a success. Okay, so it is a intelligence check, you said? Saving throw, yes. Saving throw? Oh, yep. yeah, this will be fun. He's got t tons and tons of intelligence. Yeah. But that was a 17. Whoa. Damn. So you cast this uh, this spell. Um, you see... What's the his modifier? What if he rolled... Uh, what's your, your save DC, Cameron? 15. Oh, never mind. He would he's still get that. He's only got a modifier of 2 or something. Yeah, but the number I have is a 13. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I just watch. <laughs> anyway, it um it does not succeed, and you see that flash of light go over the creature for a second, but he pushes past it somehow. Yep. Doing anything else for your turn? I think all my other spells are actions except for a teleport thing, which I don't need. I think I am done for my turn. Okay. Blazenir, you're up next. Uh, Cameron, if, if I'm uh, guessing right, uh, your spell didn't take effect, right? Yes. Alright, I cast Polymorph on the Elemental and turn it into <laughs> a snail. And I take out a little caterpillar ca cocoon and mutter something in druidic and... Yep. Okay. Um, so that's a wisdom save. Haha, <laughs> that's a <okay. laughs> Alright, nobody attack it, please. <coughs> so all of you watch as this giant snail. hulking uh, ball of living flame poofs. And in its place is a snail. Oh, that means the <laughs> Do you light have a job? Oh, he's got an hour. All well, right. he's, still outlined in, he's still outlined in violet. He is? So he's yep. still shining ten, 10 feet of dim light. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna make the thing a lot smaller. Oh, he's beautiful. Have you got a little jar to put him in? Uh, How long I... can we keep him? Uh, an hour. Or oh. until he takes damage, because I don't think snails have much uh, health. He's gorgeous. Put him in... Well, I think if you put him in a jar, and then he, refer he returns to his elemental form, he'll get choked out because there's no oxygen. Oop, drop my phone, guys. <laughs> uh, we probably need a bit free big jar, but, uh, yeah. Well, you don't need a big jar right now. Oh, no, but when he comes back, you know? Okay, we'll rush back into town and get a giant jar. Who's next? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the end. Okay, my yeah. turn. Uh, well, that was a roller coaster of a ride, there, guys. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Fontine. Fontine, what are you doing? Oh, you're going down, sir. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Oh, I can get right within my ten feet. I'm gonna walk through this nice charred pathway that has been made for me up to this big giant dwarf, and I'm gonna hit him three times with advantage. Oh, you are, are you? Well, I am. That's uh, twelve on the first one. So it's like <coughs> eighteen on the second one, and then my bonus action for the offhand is a sixteen. Okay, so the 18 and the 16 do hit. I love that for me. Oops, I accidentally pressed it twice. Okay, ignore that second one, because that was me clicking Glaive again, because it was being slow. So, there's the the 15, and then 7. Nice. So 22 Take points that. of damage. You swing once with the glaive and he just ducks back. You twist around and cut upward, slicing through this uh, the huge Drugar's leg. Um, you twist around one more time and hit it with the butt end of your glaive right across the face. The thing stumbles back and just in pain. You did a lot of damage there. Novo, if you could come stand in front of me again, I'd love that. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> Please. That's it for Fontine's turn, I suppose. 
Next mm -hmm. up, we have Edmund. Edmund, um, who kind of glances down at the snail once again. Um, uh, well, I suppose... Yeah, okay, why not? And he looks over to the bigger Drugar, which is a much better target, and he's going to go ahead and fire at that. Yay. Definitely hits. Oh, but roll again to see if he crits, because he still gets advantage. Oh, that's right, he does. Nope. <laughs> not, a crit, not a crit, but still a shot. Six points of damage, which is more than enough. Edmund aims, lines up his, si his shot, releases his arrow. The arrow goes flying through the air right into the giant eyeball of the dwarf, impaling into the skull and through the brain, and the thing just falls down to the ground dead. Jesus. Does he shrink back to his normal dwarf size? As he's falling down, yes, he does. He does shrink back to his normal size. Well, I hope uh, he wasn't a good guy for some reason. <laughs> well, and to be fair, he did attack us first, so... And he did summon a, a flame elemental, which I feel like just makes you bad inherently. Well, I wouldn't say that. I quite like flame elementals, actually. But, you know, whatever. Edmund's oh. just channeling Will Smith in uh, Wild Wild West. Shoot first, shoot second, shoot some more, and then when everybody's dead, try to ask a question or two. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does anybody have Speak With Dead? <laughs> uh, I've got I Speak With Dead. I to the zombie. Do you oh, think maybe uh, there will be some awesome side that we can ask what they I'm were doing. I'm afraid I am uh, not a necromancer, nor am I a necro-romancer. Uh, well, I've got a feeling that this is not all of them. Um, and we should rush into that cave as fast as possible. Well, why do you think that? I feel like it is uh, all of them, honestly. I feel uh, like I feel we like did my, job. I feel well, like when I cast my fairy fire, that it targeted a lot of people. It definitely did, and it is the <laughs> next the next Drugar's turn, who steps up into the the doorway and looks around and sees you, Fontine, standing there. Sees the the rest of this group. Hi. Sees, sees the big burn. And he, he kind of mutters something that you, you, you hear him, but you can't understand the language. And then he pulls out a javelin and he's throwing it directly at you. Whoa. Calm down. <laughs> we can talk about this. Actually, sorry. Is before, this your friend? Before he... Yeah. No, he isn't going to do that. Yeah, he, throw, he does throw it at you. And that's a 14, which I assume misses. Oh, no. Wiz is right past me. Just, fly, uh, just flying right past you, lands in a, with a thud in the tall grass, and he just kind of looks at you and glowers. Says something again. Uh, sorry, I don't understand you. Do you speak, uh, Elvish, perhaps? That's it for his turn. Novo, you're up next. Could we make a perception check to try to hear him? Um, let's see here. Nah, you're too far away. Okay, that's fine. Uh, question. Do I see his lips moving? Do you see, No, you can't mm. see him at all. That's a thing. Okay. Like, if Fontaine can see him, that's about... And Edmund can see him. That's about it. You can see the edge of the rocks right here. Okay. 
but it is Nova. Sorry, guys. He keeps saying something. I feel like he's cursing at me. So, um, since it's Novo's turn and she's not here, um, she kind of looks back at everybody else and picks up the snail. That's what Novo's gonna do. That <laughs> it's my snail. <laughs> I, I made the snail. At least give it to me. Come on. Too well, late. What's, we're in a fight. What's she doing with it? I'm honestly. So, here's kind of what I thought. There's a cliff over here. Throwing it off the cliff? Yeah. Because <laughs> nice. why the heck not? What, does uh, he take excess? He'll take the excess damage, right? Yeah, he would the take snail the excess damage. Okay. The, yeah. A snail technically wouldn't even have a hit point. He would have like a quarter of a hit point or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. So it would basically... I support Lobo's decision to yeet this snail. Say it with me, everyone. Yeet the snail! Yeet the snail! <laughs> you know, I might start the forest fire, but I'm actually playing the internet, so... <laughs> so, um... Novo holds the snail in her hand, and it kind of just shrinks into his shell. She looks and lobs and throws as hard as she can. <laughs> so I'm just making a strength check. Or actually... This would be an athletics check because she has is proficient with athletics. See how far she can eat this snail. Oh, oh yeah, she 30, twenty. It, she yeeted it hard, right up into the air, t heading towards the um, the cliffside. It's this huge arc. So just so you guys know, I imagine that this uh, this uh, cliff that's right here. It, it, the the squares don't really don't represent very well how far it is because really if you look at yeah. it it's only only about 40 feet I'm gonna say probably it's more like 60 feet and then okay. and then uh, Novo with her huge throw gave it an extra 10 foot arc so this is going to be an 80 foot drop that the snail is going to take. Nice. Alright. So he's going to take 8d6 damage. going to take 8d6 damage, land about right here. Edmund's standing there. Edmund, tell us what you see! <laughs> eh, so it wasn't the greatest roll, but wow. 19 points of damage, so... One point of damage goes to the snail the moment it hits, and it just pfft, and it, it immediately explodes outward as the um, as the fire elemental, taking 19 or 18 points of damage as it hits the ground and just splats. That's a lot of ones. Yeah, that was oh, a yeah. lot of ones. That, that, that was actually really disappointing. I was hoping for <laughs> a, a heavy, heavy damage. Like 30, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Yep, it was a good idea, way. Novo. Well, the good news is I don't think uh, they can fly, so... I sure hope not. Um, but I also hope it doesn't head into town now. Oh yeah, that would not be good. Oh, we'll deal with that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. But I thought it was a pretty fun idea. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. 
You know what, Novo, take an inspiration Thank point me. for that. Yeah, I, I, uh -huh. the player, grant Novo <laughs> inspiration. I'm sure. I can actually do that because I do have the star card. <laughs> oh, I suppose you could if you wanted to. Um, I'm going to save it. It's Fidget's turn now. Okay. Um, Fidget's just going to move up here for now. Kind of hang out. Actually, let me see what the movement range would be. Yeah, you can make it to you. Okay, Fontaine. What? You you now have a uh, hummingbird on your shoulder. Fontaine uh, tries to hold back tears. And I've uh, been chosen. He's uh, using the help action. So if well. you make an attack before the uh, next round, it gets advantage. I already get advantage, but thank you. you if I do that. anything else, <laughs> I'll do something else to get my... Or if somebody targets me or makes me make a saving throw, then I'll use it. It's uh, advantage on the next ability check that you make or uh, an attack roll. Oh, okay. So. I'll do a front flip when I attack so that I get advantage to do a front flip. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I'm gonna make this count. Okay. So, that's it for Fidget's turn. Next, we come up to the last Drugar. Um, the other players can't hear me right now. But the Drugar that they can't see saw um, one of its, its compatriot run up another one go up to the door launch a javelin it is going to turn around and start calling for for um for assistance because there's quite a few drugar in there and it Did turns and starts guys? calling no, no i was talking to the audience you're good oh okay secrets he's yep. a good boy secrets indeed but we do come to the uh, flame elemental and Mind of Rocco says that Rude, the elemental, while it was being thrown off the cliff. Um, yeah, that was kind of a dick move, but it was also funny as hell. <laughs> so, this flame elemental picks itself up, I guess, because it has to use, because why not? And. Oh. Yeah, that's actually true. So it has a uh, oh, damage. It does there. have damage res resistance to bludgeoning. Um, I forgot to take that into account while it landed on the ground. So actually, it would have taken half that damage. Oh, the D DM fucked us. <laughs> wow, thanks, Armor. I mean, Novo. <sighs> Novo, did you just get possessed by an evil spirit? I mean, it was. I thought it, you all said, yeah, yeah, definitely do it, definitely do it. So, it was a good idea. It was a good idea. It was a great idea. Now we're getting fucked. Well, but it's a long way up there. Yep. And it really can't fly. And climbing is uh, maybe nebulous <laughs> at best. Uh, Edmund, feel free to take shots at it. You still have advantage. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Let's see, thinking of the topography of the area, you guys were pretty high up and winding around. If it ha if it wanted to get around to circle back to you, it would take hours, and it's not nice. really that smart. Um, so what it does, it can see Edmund on the cliff looking down, it's looking up, and the thing is going to attempt to climb up towards it. Um, let's see here. Can't believe fire elementals can't fly. I feel like it should. I know that's so absurd. <laughs> yeah, it just has a speed of fifty feet. That's disappointing. But anyway, yeah, it's climbing up as best as it can. It's not doing very well. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be able to move up half of its movement to do that. So that uh, right about there, um, nope. it will be able to get uh, to. Dash. Actually, no, it won't be able to dash because it's using its action to climb. So, yeah, <laughs> it only made it about 25 feet up. So it's still decently far down there. Don't worry, right. Matt. The next time we fight an elemental, you can make it a fire tornado so that it ha can fly and burn us. Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> I'm going to do. Next time, oh, fire no. tornado. Okay. There is the Drugar there, and the Drugar turns back towards the door and you hear it yelling something one more time no wait don't leave <laughs> come fight me so matt yes fidget is probably close enough that it could hear it i yeah. speak common under common primordial and sylvan but are you currently focused to see through their eyes and to hear what they hear, you have to be actively focusing your, your mind through them. It's not just you see through their, their them all the time. So, isn't I believe that's an action to do so. Let me look. Does it say you can communicate telepathically with them? Let's see. I don't know uh, what the difference is between that and the warlock. What? You, while you're familiar is within 100 feet of you, you can communicate it with it telepathically. Oh yeah. So, so it's, you so. can communicate with it telepathically. Yeah. But that communicating with it telepathically is like you sending mental commands to it and it it uh, carrying it out. It's not like a two-way radio. It doesn't say that it's one way. But what I'm saying is you're not hearing through its ears unless you're actively putting yourself into them. Right, but why couldn't he just tell me what he heard? Is he intelligent enough to do that? Uh, 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 it's all good yeah. questions, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't sound very confident in that, it's yeah. His, his intelligence is a two. Like I was willing to to go uh, to go uh, a little more off of scope because of Barnabas because he was an imp he had an intelligence of ten. That's fair. This is this is okay. a, a hummingbird. Yeah, that's fair. Tweet tweet. So while yes, it could hear that something's going can, on. Can I hear what he's it. saying? You can hear a little bit of a muffle and you can hear the voice. What kind? It sounds he like he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Does anybody understand that? Nice try, but no. It was worth a shot. 
you would need to be a lot closer if you wanted to hear what they're saying. Okay, oh, don't fair. you worry, fam. I, I know what I'm going to do. However, a- after it yells, it turns, and you can see Fantine, and Fidget would be able to see this, and Edmund would be able to see this, and Nova would be able to see this a little bit, that the door closes behind the dwarf. The dwarf is still standing in front of the door. Oh, I see. And on its turn, it enlarges itself and it grows twice to the normal size. It then you moves. You think he's tw- bad? 5, 10, 15, <laughs> 20. 25 moves directly up towards he you. He provokes an opportunity attack from Go me. for it. And I will, and I get advantage on it. Yes, you do. And you roll the same thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> So he's going to take a whole 15 damage. You should not have come over here. 15 damage. Unless you want to speak to me. (laughs) And he says, he mutters something pretty loud. Fidget pulls out one of his beard hairs. You too. Hey, uh, question. Yeah. Uh, I I, I can read lips and I can see him. Uh, Oh, yeah. I speak common druidic oh, and elvish. I probably don't understand him, but... You do not. Okay. It's not even 60 feet away. Can I make a perception check? Go for it. Cool. And that's a 22 to hit. That might hit. 21 on perception. So nine points of piercing it's... damage as he slams down onto you with this war pick. Cameron. Is, is this... Is this guy, this dwarf, speaking dwarvish by chance? No. <laughs> he is speaking undercommon. Or whatever it is the... Yeah. Undercommon is the Darn, deep speech. Worth and what he said, you can, you are able to pick it out with your, with your big-ass ears, Cameron. Um, what you hear him say is dead either way. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so I need to make... It's just a constitution check, right? Yes. To keep my spell? Yes. Okay. Here goes nothing. Oops, I accidentally rolled with advantage, sorry, but that first one is a 12. Yeah, which I don't think that's going to cover it. I think it does, because it's either 10 or half the damage, whichever is higher. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. No, you're. Go- I was looking at the. For some reason, I was looking at the attack, not the damage. Yeah, you're fine. Whoop, 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 whoop. Still fairy fired. Yep, still fairy fired. And that's it for his turn. And Damn no, it. it's a, it's a saving throw, not just a check, for in the future. Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it would be. It'd be actually. Oh, it would be plus one more because I have the, um, whatever it is that gives me plus one to all my saving throws. Yeah, so you're I good. I will move way. to here, and I believe that should be close enough. Let me make sure. Yeah, ninety feet. Uh, yeah. What do you say, Cameron? Uh. I believe he is, uh, feeling that he is dead either way, so, uh... Oh, he's right about that. Uh, I will, uh, assist him. Um, and I'll <laughs> use him a, out. uh, chromatic warp spell on him. Okay. 
burst level is fine. Oh, For you still have Bardic Inspiration. Oh, okay. What's yeah. the D? What's the die on that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, it's a D6. D D6. Yeah, because yeah. okay. I'm just first level. Wow. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> Horrible. Yep. Uh, a thirteen is not gonna make it. You uh, you hold your chromatic orb in your hand, lob it at this giant dwarf, and you're kind of irritated at yourself as your lob went high. You kind of softballed it, and it just goes over the the giant dwarf's head. That was a really cool looking orb. Oh well, I suppose that's why I'm a uh, spellcaster and uh, not a fighter. Uh, I am. You'll get him on the next. I am going to attempt to shove the bastard with my uh, bonus action, which is a DC 16. So what are you doing now? Uh, bonus action, telekinetic shove. Okay. Wait, actually, let me check. It says 30 feet. I think, yeah, 30 feet. I don't think he's within range of me. <laughs> no, he's not. Not just barely he out of just range. Just out of... Oh well, never mind. Yep, good idea though. Okay, Blazenir. Yep. I would next. have appreciated it. All right, uh, I'm gonna just kind of walk over to uh, the cliffside, look down, see the <laughs> elemental climbing, and like, oh, oh, I don't want that. And I'm gonna dip my uh, fingers into the my little water canteen, and then out comes a, a shard of ice, and I'm gonna <laughs> throw, I'm gonna throw a level two ice knife at him. Okay, I like it. And you still get advantage. You do have advantage, because he is still glowing purple. Yes. Fairy uh, fire. Wait, would I get advantage on hitting the dwarf then? Oh yeah, you should Oh yeah, you should have. Say all are under fairy fire. Hell yeah, then I'm yeah, gonna roll that again. It's uh, so plus. Yeah, 23 is definitely gonna hit. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> still gonna miss. <laughs> Because I rolled a two. Alright, and uh, he also... So when the ice, the knife hits him, it explodes, and he needs to take a... a uh, uh, give me a, a dexterity save. Okay. Oops. I pressed the button, and it didn't show the spell description. <laughs> there we go. Right, I don't think I actually upcast this, but... Wait, but... Uh, it didn't just it didn't upcast uh, it didn't ask me to upcast it so yep that's a 21 all right so he just takes the uh 10 piercing it rolled the damage oh yeah uh i upcast it i, I said oh two. gotcha gotcha but and, didn't do it. okay gotcha yeah gotcha. so 10 points of piercing damage you throw this ice knife down at at the flame elemental, hitting it directly in the face. It explodes, but the flames that are coursing over this thing's body just seem to burn away the, the frost. But it does take the 10 points of piercing damage. Well, can you just take that good damage, please? Come on. <laughs> please. Okay. Next up is Fontaine. What are you doing? I'm gonna whack him. If it ain't whack him. Don't whack fix him, it. baby. It's 19 on the first one. Watch it. The 22 on the second one. So 25 on the third one. Yeah, everything hits. Get him. Okay, so on the first one he takes 10. Second one he takes 17. 
And on the third one, he takes seven. Um, can I can I not have used my bonus action if he's gonna die from the? <laughs> yeah, he would have died from the first attack. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, then so I want to use my bonus action to give Bardic Inspiration to Blazenir. I'm good with that. So, Fontine, tell us how this looks. Um, he's really big, right? So I oh, yeah. I cut I cut like the the tendon on the back of his ankle to make him fall down to his knees and then I slit his throat. I like it. And as he crumples backwards, um, his throat slit, blood pouring out of, of the wound, he begins to shrink and he dies. Does Fontaine get covered in blood? Oh yeah, All she does. She nice. definitely, it definitely was but a squirter. I'm into that. And it w goes squirting out, hitting both Fidget and Fontaine, and they are just sprayed with red. Fidget tries to hide in your hair to avoid getting squirted. <laughs> That's acceptable. Okay. Next off, we have, we go up to Edmund. Let's see, what does Edmund want to do? Huh. <sighs> Shoot it. He kind of he looks back at you and he says, "Well, I I could shoot it, but I think I'm going to do something a little bit different." And probably wouldn't do much. He he puts his hands out and begins to weave the spell. And uh, Cam Cameron, you you recognize the spell a little bit. Uh, what he's casting is magnify gravity. Nice. That's a DC 12. So just so everybody can know what's going on, I'll go ahead and pop up the spell as well. It's a sexy spell. Yeah, it is. So um, gravity in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point you can see within range increases for a moment. Each of the creatures there... Um, have to make the con save or take 2d8 force damage and its speed is halved until the end of next turn on a successful one they take half as much damage yeah 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 but anyway so let's see here Ugh. Oh. that's Horrible. a shame so you this magnetic field just crushes pulling him into the, the wall and he hits, but he f pushes himself up and manages to hold back. He still takes a little bit of damage, five points of damage, but that's about it. It was a great idea. Yeah, it was a great idea, trying to keep him where he was. But that's it for him. Drugar's dead. Novo, you're up next. What are you doing? Okay, um, I might need a little bit of a filler in here. Um, okay, so... Can I... Yeah, go ahead, Fonty. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, can I suggest to Novo that there might be another? Uh, they closed the door behind us. I think there's another Duogar. Okay, um, hearing that, cause like, He's obviously I, protecting something. Yeah, and I do not have any ranged attacks, so I mean, obviously I would not be able to hit the fire guy. Yeah, so if you can find a way to open the door. I can attempt. Five, ten, 
Oh, I'm just gonna be able to go about to here. Well, I guess I could dash. Mm-hmm. You are a monk, after all. Okay, I'm just gonna go here, then. And I don't think I can do anything else, can I? Since I dashed. Um, I'll allow you to use your bonus action to do an investigation check. Okay, I'm gonna just investigate the door with a 17. You're looking around the, um, the wall where you know you've seen this door. And you're, you're running your hands over it. You're just barely able to find that seam where the door connects and in, in, into the wall. And so you can feel it. And you, you, you definitely can tell it's still there. And now, which way has the door been opening? Like, has it been opening outwards? Inward. Or in, inward. Okay. Inward. Okay. Well, since I know where it is, I can't do anything else right now. So I will wait for anything else to my next turn. Okay. That's it for Novo. Fidget. What's the hummingbird doing? Fidget is gonna fly over to... Uh, if I could see it. Uh, fly over to the turtle. If you can move Fidget to wherever the turtle is, because I can't actually see. Yeah, it's right there. Okay. Uh, and then, basically, you'll get a whole bunch of encouraging squawking as it waits for you to try and bust the door down. It's going to use the help action to give you advantage on busting the door down. Okay, sounds good. Next, we're coming to the fire elemental. So the fire elemental um, is kind of stuck and is currently being hit over and over again. <laughs> All it can really do is keep climbing, so it's going to make an athletics check. Which is a 10. It's holding on to the side of the cliff. It's sliding a little bit, pushing itself upward as much as it can. It doesn't get much progress. It barely moves maybe five feet up towards you guys. It's having a hard time. That's Good. it for its turn. Cameron, you're up next. Oh, could we take a quick break? Because I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I was right in halfway, right? Yeah, we are right at halfway. I was going to try to get through the battle if we could, but um, if we want to stop, we can. That's fine. Either way, if you guys fine. don't mind, sure. I chug this beer so fast, dude. <laughs> That's fine. That sounds like a you problem. And <laughs> it is a me problem. problem. It's explicitly a me problem. That's going to become your problem if I pee my pants right now. I mean, that's still a you problem. <laughs> But anyway, we will be back here in a few minutes, everybody. Stay tuned. Howdy, everybody. We are back with the Debauchery Circus, who are still in the middle of a battle. They've killed a couple Drugar who have come out of their uh, little hidey hole in the cliff there. Um, the flame elemental with which Nova had thrown down the cliff, hoping to do more damage than she did, is man trying to climb its way back up to deal with the enemies it can perceive. Unfortunately, it's not doing all that great of a job. So, we are back at the top of the order, and at the top of the order, we do have Cameron. So, why don't you go ahead and start things off? Here. 
So I'm gonna move over here to Senior Elemental, and I'm going to attempt to cast a Chromatic Orb at him of cold. Okay. Which is a 15, and then he's still got the Fairy Fire, right? Yeah, so you do have advantage. Cool. So, let's roll this just in case. 19 plus, uh... Well, they both either one would hit. Okay, cool. So he takes eight cold damage. Eight points of cold damage. Unless, of course, it hurts him more or something. There we go. Do anything else on your turn? I'm afraid we're feeling quite cold to your embrace, Mr. Fire Elemental. Why don't you uh, go back home where you came from? And uh, that'll be in Primordial, and that's it. Okay. Blazenir, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to look over at my two companions like, you know, uh, back at the Drove Grove, they would always try to teach me, you know, like, hey, you should do these water spells. They're pretty nice. And I was always like, no, they're not. And uh, now I'm kind of regretting it. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm going to tap the staff that I forgot to mention uh, when describing my character yesterday, or last week, not yesterday, but... Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast a giant insect through it, and uh, five uh, wasps somewhere around the vicinity start to grow in size. Okay. And, and now there's. <laughs> and fl- five wasps come flying out from uh, from Blazenir's staff. What are you doing with them? Uh, I'm gonna yell at them and Druid. It's like, hey, slow, slow that guy down, please. Uh, that'd be great. Thank you. Okay, so uh, why don't you give us a little explanation of what exactly your staff uh, d- your staff does? Yeah, so uh, sh- uh, what it does, or yeah, or, uh, just tell us what what it does. Uh, so uh, when I tap, I, wait, I wait. In general, I don't know what to I don't know what to say. Well, what just, the bugs do? I guess. Yeah, just just yeah. read what the what the staff oh. says. Okay, that's I don't know I didn't know what you're trying to because it's just. It, it just uh, allows me to cast a, a couple spells through a giant insect or insect plague. And I can it's also... It's bugs. Yeah, it can make bugs bigger or uh, make bugs. That's cool. It's, yeah, it's pretty neat. Blazner, that's not a staff. That's a rotting piece of wood that you found in the forest. Full of well, insects. You're not, uh, you're not entirely wrong, but... Uh, <laughs> But that's not fire-related at all. <laughs> not everything has to be fire-related. Whoa, what? Did you not see me throw an ice, icicle at him? Okay, so what it oh. so what the spell actually does? Is oh, you wanted each, a spell. Each creature, uh, each creature obeys your verbal commands, and in combat they act on your turn each round. Um. The creatures remain giant for the duration. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can do this. Hold on one second.
So there you go, five giant wasps. Lovely. And you should be able to control them too. Alright guys, this is gonna get complicated real fast. <laughs> I need to pull out the monster manual, apparently. Well, you actually, you have access to their character sheet now. Oh, okay, never mind. I just have a character sheet. Uh... So, yeah, as I was saying... You, so you get to control the creature remains in giant form duration um, until you dismiss them and each creature obeys your verbal command and they act on your turn so you cast this you cast the spell and five insects uh, just mass grow in size and kind of swarm around you you're gonna be able to move them on your next turn please all right I'm, I'm just kind of scratching one to head of one of them yeah, absolutely. Next we come to Fontaine. Fontaine, what are you doing? I would like to uh, stand astride my broom of flying. You can definitely climb onto the broom of flying. And I speak its command word, which I've never quite decided. <laughs> Tally-ho! No, I'm kidding. I get on top of it and I just go, uh, rise. And it flies up. Um, and I'm going to use a little bit of the movement. So if I come to um, to the edge right here, can I see this this thingy? This elemental? Yeah, I'd say you'd be able to. And how far away is he? Um, a little bit more than that. I'd say about 40 feet. Maybe, yeah. No, because I said it was bigger than that. 50 feet down from where you are. Okay, no problem. Um, I just think I'm gonna cast a cantrip on him. Um, I'm gonna use my Void Touch cantrip. Um, so let me... Press that one. Go away, thingy. That's just what that is, but... I'm gonna press the right thing. There we go. 22! 22 is gonna hit. Uh, for 8 necrotic damage. Your, vo your void the touch um, just creates this little black hole that begins eating away at the fire elemental, uh, stripping some of that flame from it, doing eight points of necrotic damage. And then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to fly over near my friend um, Novo and wait with her. She gets advantage already, right? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. So... Yep, so I'm just... I'm not gonna waste another bardic. I'm just gonna wait with Novo. How's the door going? Okay, <laughs> well, we'll find out soon. But next up, we do have Edmund's turn. Edmund... Let's see. He needs a magic bow. Yeah, he does need a magic bow, so instead he's just gonna cast magic missiles. Oh, wait a minute, no, that was from the wand. I think he does still have it though, because I have it marked away. I don't. I never took it back from him. Okay, good then. Perfect. Yeah, it's still in his inventory. That's why I have the spell there. So yeah, he pulls out the wand of magic missiles. He's looking down there and he says, 
remember this Fontaine, and he's going to cast it um, using four charges, I think. Wow! So that's going to be six missiles coming out. Pulls out a Good suitcase, work, Edmund. inserts two keys and turns them at the same time, presses the big red button. <laughs> so 19 points of force damage as these six white uh, shots come shooting out from the wand and pelts this thing. Not too bad damage. Good work, Edmund. That was awesome. Edmund's a heavy hitter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Novo, it is your turn now. You're standing at the door. You did perceive where it was. Um, it is in a cliff wall, and other than the seam, uh, that's basically a big round dome. Um, you, you know what a door, door looks like. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it, it, other than the fact that you can see perceive the seam, it just looks like stone like a stone cliff. But what are you wanting to do? I am going to go to the side that I have seen that was going inwards, and I'm going to give it a good old heave-ho and try to push yeah. it open. Would, what would that be? In so you're going to be making an athletics check with advantage because um, you do have some help coming. Although I'm not sure that's exactly how it works with familiars. We'll look at it later. It's fine for now. <laughs> That would be nice. a 24. You slam your shoulder. Like, what What exactly are you doing? You tell me. Like, I'm just, you know, pushing up against, like, using my shoulder and, you know, kind of okay. my hand. And just, I got you. Just using my entire strength to push it open. Okay. So you push, you put your hands to the door, put your shoulder in there, and begin shoving as hard as you can. Pushing, pushing, and... The dirt from your feet as you're straining is just becoming dugging up underneath you. You're heaving and heaving and struggling, but the door is not opening. <laughs> Damn, with a 24? Sheesh. Yeah, those dwarven doors don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Fidget, you're up next. Uh, fidgets just gonna hang out. Absolutely. Like, will... remember in um, in Fellowship of the Ring when uh, they're they're at the the the, the hidden door and mm -hmm. the dwarven place, and like Gandalf just gets pissed off and kicks it and starts pushing at it. Well, <laughs> that's basically what you saw with Nova right there. If, if there's a key, there must be a door. <laughs> Fidget's gonna pass the single strand of beard hair that he victoriously plucked from the Durgar when he was giving uh, advantage to Fontaine on her attack roll. Yeah, I dig it. So we haven't heard much for the Durgar, but what happened? War trophy. In, in the, the room up behind the, the cliff, there is it's gonna make a nest a, out of it. A little area that that they were staging their raids from. And he, had, on his turn, he came back through that into the next room where the Drugar was sleeping. He's been rousing everybody and uh, telling them what's Who's going next? on. There's people out, 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 <laughs> out. I believe it's out. the elemental. Give me one second, guys. 
uh, sure. telling them there are attackers at the doors. Um, they, they tried to burn their way through. They got attacked. Uh, How are you liking your bard level? Guy A and B's. Um, oh, it's great. <laughs> while he came back to pull everyone. I like that bardic inspo. One of the bosses goes and starts talking. One of the Drug the Drugar head off to find their boss. The rest of them are getting prepared, but that's that on their turn. It's, there's not a lot. That was in the past few rounds. Anyway, uh, next up we're coming to the Fire Elemental, who is still dangling on the side of a fucking cliff. <laughs> Let's see if he can make it get himself up a little better. No, not, not so much. He's actually sliding down a little bit, trying to climb up this cliff. Why don't fire elementals have fly? I don't get it. Um, Von Zine make a humorous poem about him crying because he can't fly. Oh, I'll save it for my turn so I can cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> but, uh, Cameron, you're up next. Can't hear you, Cameron. What's that? Oh, I couldn't hear you if you're saying anything. Okay, now, uh, poor little fire elemental can't even fly. If only you had left us alone. Oh well, if you uh, seem intent on attempting <coughs> to destroy us, then. Mind sliver! That is an intelligence save. That should be good. Yep. Yeah. That's a failure. Nine psychic damage, and he subtracts 1d4 from a saving throw, the next saving throw that it makes before the end of my next turn. Nice. Okay. This The fire elemental is looking really rough. He, he, <laughs> you can see... Him. Yeah. Um... He's looking pretty hurt. There's uh, a lot less flames now. They're they're dimmer, and he seems to be pretty worn. He's kind of assessing his options right now. Blazenir, you're up next. All right. Uh, so, is commanding the my giant insect friends uh, like an action or a bonus action or something? Does it say that it is? It doesn't. No, it's just, it just says verbal. Because if it doesn't, then it's not. Yeah, each creature obeys your verbal commands, and talking is a free action so long as up to a certain point. So you could give it a command just verbally for free. All right. Uh, hey, uh, you and you and probably you. Uh, just go mess with him a little bit. Too. I think it'd be funny. And uh, three of the giant uh, giant bees are gonna flutter down to him. And they're all going to make sting attacks. Okay, I like it. So, uh, are some of them dressed up in a uh, cop uniform? <laughs> so that it would be Sting and the police? So... Boo! <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I think, is there negative inspiration? I guess that's disadvantage <laughs> on something. Uh, uh, that's harsh. Okay, so uh, looking on this, let's see. Six, four piercing, six piercing, and five piercing for just that. 
Um, these are not magical attacks, so that is halved. Because he is resistant to piercing, so... So that's seven points of piercing damage so far. And then he gets disadvantage on his fur. Yeah, he needs to make saving throw. Yeah, three constitution. I gotta make saves. three con saves. The first one's at disadvantage. Why? Because because of, of uh, the spell. Got it. Uh, I think it was a, a minus one d four. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Just one, yeah. It's oh yeah. Minus one d four off. Yes. So, okay, so the first whiz, whiz, what did I say again? Constitution save, so what first one? That's a fail. <laughs> yeah, and there, with that, oh, you rolled it too? Whatever. I, either way, matter. yeah, that, that's a, a failure. So the first one was a failure. Second one was a crit success. Third that's one was a failure. So hold on a second, I'm going to have to do some math here. Okay, so that's a total of 28 points of poison damage that it would have taken. It weren't immune. If it weren't immune to poison. Yeah. Wow. I just, I just wanted to drag that out a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I figured that it's, this is a construct, but, but it's still, It still took some damage from the stings. still took some damage from the stings, and it's not doing great, that's for sure. Um... So that you just told them to do that as a free action. So yep. what are you doing on your turn, please, there? All right. So the other two are just going to kind of flutter behind me, uh, and I'm going to kind of look at him as like, "Dude, you're still alive." Okay, you're lost. And I'm going to dip my uh, fingers into the water again and pull out an even bigger icicle and cast ice knife at level three. Okay. Just thinking of the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where he walks out and he's like, "It's over, go home." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it definitely hits. Yeah, and that didn't ask me to uh, upcast it again, so I'm gonna have to do that myself. Um, and cast it on on the spell sheet, not on the attack section in the room. That's what I did. Oh, that's weird then. So that's uh, 18, no, 19 points of piercing, and he needs to make a dexterity save if he's somehow still alive. And that's a right. failure. So I need to roll former d6. Killed this man. 22 points of cool damage. Yeah, that's more than enough to take this thing out. So, Blazenir, with your wasps Swarming around this flame elemental, you throw your knife. Tell us how this looks. So uh, the icicle pierces into whatever you might want to call a skull, because right? I don't think it actually has a skull. And uh, then the cold bursts out, and it starts to just kind of slowly turn him into kind of a stone texture-like thing, and then it just crumbles. And it just falls to the dust. Now, as it that ice knife exploded, you do need to make your deck saves for the three, um, the three wasps as well. Oh, really? oh my sons! <laughs> oh, that should not be at advantage. Uh, 
first one is a success, second one is a success. They all succeeded. Wow. <laughs> I, I do, th I still, th no wait, no, because it doesn't do damage on a success. I don't take any. Yeah, no, so they so all somehow succeed, and I'm quite disappointed that they succeed. What? Yeah, no, that's, that's insane. I, I feel like my, you know, a spell I mean, it's it's pretty accurate. They are in real life pretty, pretty good at uh, avoiding like wasps. Stole your good rolls. When you fail <laughs> a saving throw, you'll know why. <laughs> pretty well, much. uh, I'm impressed with you three. I should probably name you, but you're gonna go back to being uh, angry after this. So I'm not gonna name you. Well, and that's it for battle. As of now, with the f flame elemental dead and the door closed, nothing else is attacking you in this moment. Now, uh, now the the one question I do have, the, the grass that you had created, was that, that wasn't a concentration spell, was it? No, it just happened. So it, and it lasts for like eight hours, I think? It, it lasts for good, I think. It just happens. Okay, fair enough. So it is still there, but um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just an instantaneous uh, duration. Oh so, right. So it just it's like that. So I would like to use a charge of detect magic to detect magic, hopefully to see something about this door. Does anybody have a jar? I would like to keep these uh, guys. If just a little jar, maybe I can put some twigs in it. Anybody? Uh, let let me check my inventory. Uh, I've got a bottle of ink. Uh, that... no. <laughs> Maybe you can dump the ink. That help? Oh. You've got the what? A food crate, apparently. A food crate? Uh, I don't know why, but I got a food crate. How, how big is it? About the size of a food crate. Oh, not that big. Like, imagine a metal crate. <laughs> I've got a lot. Carrying, why would you be carrying around a food crate? <laughs> I've got a lot of For minor reasons. healing potions. So perhaps, perhaps if you want to drink know. a healing potion, um, then you can use the bottle that it was in. Uh, would a healing potion bottle contain five wasps? <laughs> Probably when um, they're little. Um, oh, yeah. Not giant ones, that's for sure. Oh, no, that's... No, but, like, when they shrink back to their normal size. Um... You could probably get four in a minor healing potion bottle, because, I mean, it's not very big, it's just a little flask. They'd be very yeah. cramped and kind of pissy, but you could do it. Uh, what about that food crate, for some reason? I mean, yeah, I imagine <laughs> a food crate is just a little wooden box that is open on top. Oh, it doesn't have- it can't seal? Uh, sure, it can seal. Uh, it's, a, it's a small wooden crate. You... That's like, I don't even remember giving it to you guys, let alone what it looks like. <laughs> it's probably from her background, honestly. A, a lot of yeah. random shit on your, on your character sheets end up being just background That's true. Stuff. So I'm not, like, gonna try to think about it too hard. Um, you, she pulls out her lunchbox. 
um, a little wooden box um, with a with a seam on it and a latch. And yeah, you could fit five five wasps in there once they shrink down to normal size. I doubt they'll be too thrilled about it, but they'll, they'll be fine. Uh, they'll yes. keep asking you for your ma to speak to your manager. All right, I'm gonna just kind of <laughs> sprinkle in, you know, do do whatever to try to make it comfortable for them. Yeah, how like how long does the giant Gianting the wasps last. By the Ten way. minutes. Ten minutes. And, yeah, I'm going to try to just have them walk around with us. We aren't finished. Well, yeah, I just wanted to like them to have them later, you know, because yeah. there's not always wasps around. And, well, sure. I mean, go go ahead and true. add uh, add uh, Novo's lunchbox to your inventory, <laughs> uh, please, near, and you can take that off, Novo. Yeah, I did. I think. Why not? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm just gonna carry this around. It's gonna, it, it's gonna be buzzy. Just um, so right, well, right now the 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 wasps are still pretty big, and they come flying around you, and they're just kind of waiting for your next order. Let's get to I move. I also on. have a small yeah. chest just in case it's ever needed. It. If we're <laughs> not in a fight, I'm gonna move away from the wasps. Well, I uh, guys, I don't think we've completed a long rest yet, so maybe we should do that. You have not. Um, some of you have, but not everybody. Yes, I have. Um, Fontaine has finished hers. Um, who was who the first watch? Cameron was the Cameron. first watch. So yeah, Cameron, you would have... Let's see, you would have almost been finished, but you are not finished. Um, you probably need another 30-40 minutes of sleep to get yeah. So none of you have got, uh, other than Fontaine, have gotten a full rest yet. Well, I've, I, I didn't take the last watch, so... Would I have a full rest? Or? Oh, yeah, you, you took the last watch, then yes, you would have had your full rest. You were getting, or you at least are not tired. You, you still need to sit down and prepare your spells and that sort of thing. But you could do that in the ten minutes you're waiting for your bees to... So, did it, the spells I just cast, would they be from my, from after the long rest, then? So I regain the spells. <sighs> That's or... really fucking complicated. <laughs> it um... is. Because <laughs> I, because you told me that I didn't technically get a wrong rest, so I didn't replenish them at the end. I'm gonna say that based on everything that's happened, you're gonna need to take at least another hour's uh, rest. And once you do that, your your spells will be, you, you'll you'll have your spells uh, prepared again. Alright. But yes, to do no, that, I you're can... gonna have to wait. You're gonna have to wait for your... for another hour. Okay, so do we want to rest again for an hour? It'd uh, be nice. Uh, I did use a polymorph, which is kind of a big thing. Okay, I'm have, fine with uh, it. a single third level spell left, and I used two first levels. I okay. have the uh, first levels, whichever, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm fine with uh, you guys finishing your long rest, and I'll take a short rest. Edmund, however, he did have his full rest, so the spells he used was from was from Edmund, the spell sheet. It's from today. Have a short rest, my friend. I don't know if you get any spells. So I guess I'll I'll keep an eye out um, and kind of idle here. 
Yeah, he'll yeah, take, a short rest take a short rest and, and when wait with you, Fontaine. Sweet. I can, um, I can spend just take a short rest too with you and kind of keep an eye out, maybe, you know, meditate a bit. I don't really necessarily need to have full health. But... Okay, so we're all kind of watching this doorway. I, w I do want to sit somewhere that I can see the door. And there are still the two door. bodies of the Drugar on the ground in front of Um, you. can I loot them? <laughs> I pick their pockets? Go ahead and make an Have y'all got anything check. interesting? I don't mind if I do. I've got to say, this lunchbox full of bees is quite unnerving. <laughs> 16 on the investigation. So, the two Drugar are both wearing scale mail, and they both have shields. Um, both are wearing a war pick, and there are... They had three javelins each. Each one threw one of them, so you could probably find one of them left. So that's two. That's five. So you could find five javelins total. Um, hold on a second here. Man, don't these people have any money? Yeah, I'm getting to that. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I wrote Fontaine it as, in character. Yeah, Fontaine <laughs> in character. Give me all your money. As you're searching through them, you open up one of their side pouches, and you find a bunch of those odd purple mushrooms that you found earlier. Oh, Together, nice. they, ha they have a total of nine of them on there. Guys, I found hella healing mushrooms. Uh, speaking of which, does anybody need healing? I just uh, remembered that I do that. I am quite unharmed, but thank you. Okay, um... Between the two of them, they had 29 gold pieces. You also found, with your 16, a map. Ooh, a map. You, uh, you, you found a piece of, a piece of parchment um, tough, uh, tough, uh, stuck into the belt of the first dwarf that came through. And as you're looking at them now, you are seeing that these are Drugar. These are uh, dark-skinned dwarves with... Uh, bright, bright white beards and, and hair, and their eyes are very unsettling looking white. Um, the map that you found, uh, you open it up, and the map shows several locations around the mountain northeast of Greenridge. Numerous paths are marked from it, each one leading to one of the many farms outside of town. There are also labels written over each in Undercommon, specifying what they found there. You see uh, numbers and like chickens, dwarf, chickens, sheep, uh, pig, cow, goat, all written on there. So basically, it, you can tell that they've been marking out uh, where they've been raiding from and what mm -hmm. they, they could take. And that's the only writing that's on the map. Well, on the on the small on the edge corner of the map, you find a word, and uh, I know. Uh, Cameron, you do speak uh, under common. The word and I can is, read all writing. And the word is deep stone. Deep stone. Perhaps the password. Perhaps. For the door. Um, how much gold did you say there was? Twenty-nine total. Hello, everyone. Uh, have some gold pieces. I give five to everybody and keep nine for myself. Does that include Edmund? Yep, because that's one, two, three, four other people. 
Okay. Should I just be using my uh, old hey. journal? Hey, question. I have a passive um, perception. I'll give you another one if you want. I have a passive perception. I'm not hiding that I'm keeping nine for myself. Okay. So if that's what okay, you want to see. Wanna, yeah, that's why I want to make sure. I just... just hey man, sure. I found it. It's nine gold. I'm going to stick it in my pocket. All right. Unless you want to do math, I don't feel like it. No, I, I was just making sure that I saw it. Um, also, if any if anyone wants any of these mushrooms, um, I've currently got ten of them, and they do one d eight of healing. I don't need a healing. I've got uh, my own. Okay, I'll take a couple just to have one. Okay, I'll give four of them to Novo. Those were those dark death mushrooms, correct? Yep. Yes. <laughs> okay, and then I'm gonna just kind of drag the bodies off the path into just just off path into the in the brush and everything. J into the brush itself? Sure, you can do yeah. that. You just kind of toss them into the brush. Yeah, like not very far. I'm not trying to hide them real good. Fair just enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys take any of the the weapons or anything like that? Did you leave them? Uh, I'm not interested. So you throw the weapons and the shields into the grass as well. Unless anybody else wants one. I mean, I'm sure we would have asked if anybody wants any of it. I don't wear armor and I don't use weapons. Uh, I don't really like the idea of metal. Uh, did, did you guys check uh, for any magic stuff? Uh, I patted all the pockets. <laughs> you you had cast uh, detect magic earlier. Well, if if we were gonna take a rest, I don't want to have done that. Oh, you didn't do that yet. Okay, then never mind. No, if we were gonna continue, just kind of would have been a waste. I can I can do it after I'm finished laying down, staring at the sky here. Uh, if you guys want if to, you'd like to yeah. I mean, I don't mind using it in the morning. Well, no, I just it won't it. use a spell slot since I have it in a wand. Oh, oh, you have a wand. Okay, never mind. Yeah, use the wand. So you, for for sake of expediency, all of you settle in that um, with Fantine and uh, and and Edmund on watch, and you all try to get as um, much more of a rest as you can, and you do finish your long rest because the door does not open again. Oh yeah. If I'm getting a short rest, I'm using a hit dice. Three. Terrible. Use another hit dice. <laughs> Six. Good. Okay. So everyone gets up, tries to... Uh, they probably have to wait a little while because it does take a minute to fall back asleep after a battle, but you all do get your rest in. The sun is beginning to come up at this point. It's probably around 6, 6.30 in the morning. And your stomachs are rumbling. The sky, the sky is beginning to clear. But what would you like to do once you finish your long rest? I think we need to get after this guy. Or whatever's going on inside of here. Hey, you guys I had don't... a hearty dinner. You guys don't think uh, being uh, bigger would help us during in a cave, right? No. Well, okay. I, 
I think it could wait until we assess a situation. Well, no, because I'm I'm just you know kind of getting my spells sorted, but I didn't think uh, you know getting bigger would be better or be good here. So I just, I just wanted to get the party's opinion. Mm-hmm. No, it would I'm not do to get stuck. I'm yeah, that's that's like kind of what I was thinking, but uh, you know maybe. Uh, what were you trying to say, Novo? I was gonna say I probably would have. You know, since I didn't really necessarily need to rest that much, I, I probably would have cooked at least a little something for breakfast for everybody that would be hungry. You could have probably uh, made up something. I'm sure with your rations you could make a bit of oatmeal or something like that. doesn't need yeah. to be too complicated. And, but you can... I- uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing too fancy. I just wanted to say I'm like eating the oatmeal standing in front of this doorway, like hmm, like regarding it. I'm doing my investigation and my eating at the same time. You can, yeah, you can do that. Um, the door does not open; it, it stays closed the entire time. I want to use my wand of detect magic now that everybody is up, um, to see if I can identify any magic on this door or this map, even. The map is not magical. You do cast your detect magic with with your wand. The door lights up in a bright purple shade. You can tell it is definitely magical. What what school of magic? I, whatever school of magic a door is. I don't know. Abjuration, probably. Sh- probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, seems there's some abjuration magic happening. Um, I do have this word here on this map. Um... So I look at the door and I say, "Deep stone." And what the moment you say "deep stone," you hear a click, and the door, which is mag- still lit up for you, moves just a mm-hmm. little bit inward. Nice. Push it, Novo. Okay, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna push it. Okay. You ready to do a check? No, it's actually very easy. You put your hand on it and just push and it slides open, revealing a passageway that leads in a set of stairs that lead down and inward into the cliffside. So if you guys are all going in there, I'm going to need a marching order, please. Alright, to get my spells prepared, what's going on? (laughs) Oh, you guys are at the door. Oh, Oh, the door is open. Come on, Blazner. You guys then, really. I'd like to be. I'd like to be second from the front. Um, while I have my detect magic active, I'll be so I can third. Uh, actually, I was thinking I could be behind a Fontaine because I can teleport the, the two first people yeah. up well, into battle. If, well, do, if me I need to. do me a favor. The here, let me let me just tell you that um, the passageway. When you slides open, it reveals a long winding stone staircase that descends downward. It is about ten feet wide, and about ten feet high—or I'm sorry, six feet high. It's actually pretty tight for you, Edmund. You feel a little bit—or not, Edmund, um, Blazner, as you—you kind of feel a little claustrophobic because you're pretty close to the, the top of it. But this is definitely a dwarven tunnel. Um, so, do me a favor, move over here. Because that way I don't drag along the the black line with you, and you there you have ten feet. Um, so position yourselves how you wanna how you wanna go down. Mm. Okay. Uh, this uh, uh, tall ceiling. I've got to say. 
Not tall, Edmund, small. Edmund small. can take up the back and... Yeah, I figure I'd take front because, I mean, I'm the tank, so... Okay. And Edmund oh, yes, will and stand... I can stab over your shoulder. Yeah, and Edmund will stand right behind the wizard since he's a little bit taller than him and can keep yep. a good shot. So there you go, perfect. Hey, uh, do you think it'd be uh, good for me to turn into a, a, a little animal before going into here? Why? I think it's. I a... think if you could get dark vision um, and allow us to be stealthy, it would be well, nice. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can give him dark vision, and then I can transform into like a cat or something. Uh, I don't know. Does cats have dark vision? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would think. I would think so, but uh, I'm remembering. If they don't. I need to talk with Mister Gygax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cast dark vision on myself before we go in. Oh, you Got took him. that. You took that spell as well. Okay, then I don't need to cast it. Uh, so yeah, cause it, it's a bit of a fit for me, but so I like, uh, yeah, I've got it for myself. Unless uh, Edmund needs it, you could cast it on him. I mean, I can cast. You, you can. It's not a concentration spell, so yeah. But yeah, Edmund does need it. He does not have dark vision. And unless you're you're going to be using your flames, Blazenir, he's not going to have any sight. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking of uh, transforming into something with dark vision. So I'll yeah, I'll kind of yeah. You could you could cast dark vision on Edmund and then turn yourself into something with dark vision. What yeah, so I'll I'm going gonna... to turn into. Um, cats have dark vision, right? <laughs> yeah. I would assume so. So I'm gonna turn into like um, a. Actually, I'm not sure about that. Hold on, bro. If they don't, <laughs> they don't. The they do not have dark vision. What? What? Okay, that's a bunch of BS. No, yeah. Because well tec no, technically, tr it's technically true. They do not have what the game defines as dark vision. Dark vision is you. You're seeing the entire world in black and white. You're not getting any light. Cats can see very well and has better heightened senses in the dark, but they do need some light to be able to see. That's why when you see their their um, retinas flashing, it's the light reflecting off of them. But a cat does not have dark vision. Owl then? An owl does. I yes. cannot turn into anything that flies, unfortunately. Oh. An owl with yeah, broken wings. wings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into a spider. Uh, do spiders? Spider? I I could turn into a spider, yes. Uh, or a raccoon. Giant wolf spider has dark vision. <laughs> Challenge rating one quarter. One quarter. Oh yeah, I can transform to that. Uh, so I I'll take Fontaine's suggestion and uh transform into a giant wolf spider. Okay. Got like it. It's more dangerous than a cat. And before I transform, I was like, uh, wait, how big is a giant wolf spider, actually? About the size of a giant wolf spider? Yeah, technically, they're pretty big, actually. Uh, it says medium. Medium? Mm-hmm. Alright, so, uh... Yeah, before I transform, I was like, uh, if anyone wants to, you know, uh, take a ride and, you know, have fun, and I'll transform. Whoa. One hey, wait. Here. I could ride on you. <laughs> yeah, Because I'm small-sized. <laughs> little rabbit on big spider. Sure. 
Yeah, why not? Um, so on big here's the funny thing. I just gave you a wolf spider, and you're going to be able to see that here in one second. Because normally what I do for druids is I just make them a folder of things they wild shape into. So you have that now. Um, oh, nice. So you have that now, Blazenir, and I'm going to be moving you guys to the map, so one second. Hooray! There you go. Now then, give me ten seconds here. Okay. So. You walk down the staircase for about three, four minutes. It winds around a little bit and you begin to descend. And it eventually opens up into a small room. You find this room is completely dark. Those of you who don't have dark vision would have been pretty bad off. However... With uh, Blazenir as a giant wolf spider and um, Cameron riding atop its back with Fidget flying next to it and Edmund kind of keeping the rear and he's not sure what to think of this. It's pretty weird, but um, <laughs> I, I left you out Blazenir, but you can actually control the wolf spider as well. So we'll leave you right here for now, but and you can move the wolf spider. But sure enough, as you guys make your way down into this room, pitch dark. But luckily, all of you now have dark vision in one form of another. And what you find is a room that contains two racks of antique-looking armor, a rack of weapons and shields, and a wooden crate uh, to one side. You see that it's uh, a longish room that uh, curves off to, to the right, your right, um, and leads to a pair of closed double doors. Okay. Um, my detect magic is still active. Do I sense anything in this room? You do not. Okay. Alright. Uh, the armor seems totally innocuous. <laughs> I want to look around and see if I see any obvious traps. Would that be a perception? That would be a perception check. Oh, that was not supposed to be with Van, but so it would be a seven. That's a seven. You're, you're looking around, and nothing catches your eye that would scream out traps, but you're also not trained in that sort of thing, so you're not sure what you're looking for. I will be next level. I'm just going to trust that there's no, there's no traps in this here room. I'm certain of it. And I'm going to be stealthy as I'm moving through, too, so I'm going to go ahead and roll stealth. Yeah, I think we should continue on um, as stealthily as we can. That would be a whole nine stealth. 
I have a 14. Let's move towards the, the hallway. Do I still need to roll stealth? If you're going stealthy, you need to roll stealth. Uh, or are you you're riding? I'm on the spider. Yeah, is you're on I the spider you. right now. So, but you're also small. You don't need to roll stealth. He's gonna be. You're just going to be in his stealth. Okay. Um, so, cool. normally I would probably call that disadvantage, but as small as you are, I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's just I'm gonna like be a straight roll. So three um, foot. Yeah. So, Blazner as a spider, roll stealth. Yep. Oh, I've got a. Oh, <laughs> nineteen. I, I actually nice. got. I get a stealth thing with spider so yeah. Nice. So Edmund, uh, the wolf spider, Fontine decently uh, keeping herself low and and hidden and that sort of thing. Uh, Novo just comes walking out, cl uh, stomping her feet and heading towards the door. <laughs> oh, Novo. I, I, I'm going to click my uh, little fangs kind of frustratedly. <laughs> Your mandibles? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's, that's the word. So there in front of you are a set of double doors, wooden doors, that are closed. Try and uh, uh, see if they can be opened, it. I suppose. I'm gonna, um, I, I guess I'm just gonna be cautious and check for traps first. So that'd be perception again. That's an eight. Novo, when have you ever seen a trap in a dungeon? Oh, you, be you're real. right. You're right. So I'm just gonna There's never, to never <laughs> any traps. Well, this one time at the whorehouse. <laughs> no. Would that be in athletics to see if I can push it open? The door is locked, I will say. Oh, I hate that. One more level. <laughs> Again, <laughs> would that be in athletics to see if I can push it open? Just break it. Um, yeah, you can try to break it, yes, absolutely. I'm gonna help. That would be a. Oh. So, so your, fir your first smash. Into the door, and the door shakes and rattles. Fantine pushing you, uh, helping you along, you shove your shoulder a second time. The door springs, uh, crashes open. The moment it does, you see, all of you look in horror as a giant ballista has been set up behind it. You crash through it, this door, which immediately fires. I need to... Um, Novo and I need Fontine to both make dexterity saving throws because you're both pushing through together. There's never oh. been a trap in a dungeon before. <laughs> that would be an ace. <laughs> yeah, that's a failure for both of you. So this crossbow is basically a spear that just gets shot out through you, hitting... Um, Hitting uh, Novo, slicing through her skin, the flesh of her arm, keeps going, hits Fontine as well. This does no. seven points of damage to the two of you. As it skewers you. As it skewers the two of you. Cameron, your head ducks down just in time, luckily, <laughs> and it hits the wall behind the 
all of you. Oof! Went, went right just through my shoulder back blade. Fontaine. The, no what can I say? It's never happened before. This is never. This has literally never happened to me ever before. Ever. I'm sure it has. I'm like, it's I'm remembering, funny. I'm remembering uh, those flame pillars. <laughs> like, yeah, the flame read pillars us in and, flame. <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If only Finn were here to make a joke about little blue magical pills. No. <laughs> Uh, Where, baby? This never happens. <laughs> Honestly, it but was worth it. But there you go. So, looking into this room, you enter a long common room filled with doors. The, the area is completely dark, but in your dark vision, you can see a couple comfortable chairs, um to one side and as you go in closer you can see that there's an unlit fireplace it is still smoking and there's actually quite a bit of smoke in this area almost as though someone had just doused a fire recently mm -hmm. um, there is a table and several chairs and there are one two three four five five single doors right here right here right here right here oh, I, I don't see your notification right here are you on are you on secret layer you know what yeah i am damn it secret tunnel uh, anyway secret. right here right here okay. right here right here right here right here and right here. Those doors. Are all doors yes those are all single doors there's a pair of double doors right across from you as well hmm well try Shall I push open more doors? I'd Can say I let's check all the handles. Can I get some dark vision? Yeah, do you not have it? No. Dark vision, please. What is it? It's 60 feet? 60, yes, sir. There you go. Thank you. And there in front is the ballista. Um, it is just basically a giant crossbow, three times the size of a regular crossbow, standing on a tripod directly behind that door. Hmm. Uh, Wolf Spider Blazoneer is just kind of going to walk over it and just kind of put a web, uh, just kind of stick a little webbing to it. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> just use the web on him. <laughs> I say we each try a door handle. Uh, I, I, I show you my, uh, spider legs. Okay. Uh, you, Which it door? depends on the kind of handle. Yeah, what kind of, I mean, um, all of them are wooden doors. Um, simple, ha simple handles, you don't see any locks on them. Walk all the way to this one here, you said there's one here? Yeah, there's one right here. I turn the handle. You turn the handle and open it, and you find a simple bedroom. Uh, a small dwarven-sized bed, a rug, an end table, and an unlit candle is next to it. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll make an investigation check to look for anything of interest. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation check. Sure. How's a crit? Yeah. Um, hey, anybody else want me to look? I can see everything. 
Yeah, you find a total of 12 gold pieces hidden underneath the mattress of the bed. But that's nice. about it. I pocket that. I guess I will open door number two. Nothing of note in here. Which door are you opening? The one next to hers. Okay. Same thing. S uh, uh, small small bed, the bed. small bed, rug, table. Chairs. 24 on an investigation. Find a total of 10 gold pieces. Nice. It's just money in here. Then this next one. For the sake of, uh, of time and brevity, if you're gonna open each door and search them, <laughs> yep. just to make it a little bit simple. Just tell me how much gold we get. <laughs> should I roll an investigation or do I not need to? I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna do this a little bit easier. Because the, cir the circumstances has changed, so... Uh, for what you guys were seeing, so... I'm doing Bad this guys quickly. have managed to summon their giant fire tornado. So basically. <laughs> now we're fucked. I mean, but that's you, what we but thought. But you do open each dragon. door, you look through them. Um, you do find a total of 34 gold pieces hidden in different among the different rooms. You also find um, a small spattering of weapons. Um... Daggers, short swords, um, a few uh, heavy picks and that sort of things in there. But for the most part, everything looks clean. That like you can tell people were here. The the um, beds were rumpled, and uh, pillows and blankets have been tossed back. Um, most of the wicks um, do have a little bit of smoke off of them, as though they were doused in a hurry, probably about an hour, hour and a half ago. Um, but other than the gold, there's really nothing of note in these rooms. Oh! You know what that means. Time to push down another door and get shot again. Uh, uh is Cameron, Cameron, did you get off my back really to, uh, this instance. Oh. to investigate? Mm, well, she might have been able to if she would have point. thought about it. Alright, so I'm gonna scare her up to the more of a spear. Then it would be <laughs> just a crossbow bolt. Because then. No, that's, no, that's cool. Yeah, no, it kind of just sounds fun to me, so. Okay, so, um. You guys are checking the next door. The next door is locked. The double door well, is here. No, Vo, it worked so well the first time. I'm gonna check for traps again. I know how well <laughs> that's been going for me before, but. Let's see. That'd be a 17 this time. I, uh, I still have my detect magic going for a little bit longer. As I see her trying, you know, looking at the door, I flatten myself up against the roof, trying not to get hit by whatever's going to come out. So you're on the, the ceiling right now? Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a spider. Um, and is Cameron still on top of you? No, no he no. said he'd get off. Okay. I had to get off to open the door and investigate things. Gotcha. Okay, just making sure. So yeah, yeah. you are you are on the, on the roof, uh, hanging upside down right now, uh, blaze near. Um, Novo, with your seventeen, you're examining this door, and I'm trying to find the best way to describe it. Um, you you kind of are glancing between 
the two doors, looking through the crack, and you can tell that there is a rope tied to the um, to the handles on the opposite side. You can see it wrapped around a little bit, and a line going up towards the ceiling. Okay, so yeah, this one's definitely trapped. Uh... Oh dear. What? No way! That would blow my mind. A trap. You said this is locked, right? It is locked. Does anybody you, uh, like chance have? You can lock? see through the door. Yes. She could see the a cr uh, little bit through the crack. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna move mm -hmm. up to the crack in the door, and then I'm, I'm going to cast Mage Hand through the crack. Okay. I'm and leaving, <laughs> leaving the door closed, I'm going to have it manipulate the rope. Okay, so you're going to have to ha be right up against the door, putting your eye to the crack to sure. guide guide your the hand. Um, now, as I describe, from what you can see, well, first of all, actually, go ahead and make a perception check. Sure. As everybody backs away very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, we're still pressed up against the roof. Just like, you know. So your face is pressed up against the crack of the door, your eye looking through it. And you can, you can see with the dark vision a bit of rope around just directly down, which, or actually, your perspective is different because you're tiny. So yes. you're looking up to see the handles of the door. And it's there are two knobs. And, or at least you can, you're guessing they are because the, the tips is what you can see are rounded. And there is rope coiled around there. You can all then see the rope uh, going upwards towards the ceiling. So can you picture that in your head real yes. quick? Okay. So that's what you can see with, uh, with your dark vision. Um, so I'm gonna... you, ca you cast your mage hand and it appears on the other side of the door because you can see yep. that, that position. Um, how are you? What? How? What are you doing with the mage hands? I'm going to try and uncoil the rope from the doorknob, like if it was like wrapped around. I'm going to go the other direction with it. Okay, so you're grasping at one of the the ropes and trying to pull at it. Is that what you're doing? More like you. I mean, you said it was coiled around the doorknob. It is coiled, and you you reach out with your mage hand and grasp onto it and kind of tug at it a little bit with the mm -hmm. mage hand, and you can feel resistance, as though it's been tied. Oh, okay. Uh, Cameron, I have an idea. Yes? Step back. Because I have a feeling doing that is going to... <laughs> probably going to activate it. Um, so if I, peer, if I peer through the crack in the door, can I see the floor? Make a, make a perception check. Because yeah, as now Fantine is putting her head to the door and looking through the crack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll back up so she can see. A 12? You can see the floor, yeah. Um, at least a little bit of it. Um, okay. It is, it's, uh. it, is a, it is stone tile. Um, you can tell through the dark vision. You can't tell a color or anything like that. But it is, it is a bit dusty. And um, you can see pebbles here and there. Okay, I would like to crouch down to be under, like, the handle, and then I would like to use my The World card to cast Misty Step to that spot in the floor that I can see. Okay, 
absolutely. You um, you focus your spell, you, you, or, or you focus on your card, and poof, appear right here. Sorry, your card was declined. Oh, no. Looking up, you can see that, indeed, there is rope wrapped around the, the two handles and tied, and the rope goes up to the ceiling where they have jerry-rigged, basically, a giant axe um, oh, with a yeah. spring, um, th with wooden beams across the ceiling, um, spring-loaded so that if those doors were to open or any tension were pulled on that rope, it'll release the, the axe, and the axe will go flying down and hit the door. And it's, it's pretty long and pretty wide. You, it's bigger than a great axe. It's pretty freaky. Everyone, step as far away from the door as you can, and as far to the side as you can. You're saying this? I can kind of, yeah, I can kind of tell the, the, like, direction that the axe is going to swing, right? Okay. So I can see maybe it's going to go right through the middle, tell or them where to stand. You know, um, tie the knot. Well, yeah, but is it, what if that activates it? So move. <laughs> yeah. Move anyway, and then I'll make some kind of intelligence check to see if I can suss out how this works. Sure. And how to pull it, but just in case I fail. Okay. Yeah, I'll just tell you, uncoil the knot from the door and unwind it. I'm definitely going to try. So what's that going to be, Matt? Um, intelligence check? Yeah, just give me a pr an intelligence check. 17. Okay, so you're looking at it, you're trying to suss it out a little bit, um, you can see that the rope is attached to a spring, and um, the spring, once, once, or not a spring, a pin, and once the pin is, is popped out, that's what releases the axe. Judging based on what, what you're guessing, if you were to cut the, the rope that from the door to the to the axe as carefully as you can. If you do it really, really gently, you mm -hmm. might not be able to pop it. Um, your other option, because, I mean, it's literally, it's a pendulum. Go, It goes down and it'll hit. So if you were to just stay out of the way and gank it, it would just release and go past you and hit the door. Um, I would like... Well, I, I would like to try to cut it, because I have a 10-foot reach, so I can stand back a little bit. Um... I know this is kind of a narrow hallway, but... Yeah, it, it is a narrow is... hallway, but if you were to put your back to the edge, because, uh, I mean, I'll, th I'll, th yeah. I'll throw something just to make it a little easier. So imagine that right there is the pendulum mm -hmm. with the axe on it. It's right there in the center, and if, when you, if the doors were to be pulled in any way, it would have released, and that go, went flying and hit whoever's mm -hmm. ever behind the door. If you were to just if you can stand to the side, because, I mean, you're not mm -hmm. taking up the full five feet. You're pretty skinny. Stand to the side against the wall and use your glaive to try to cut it. You could pr you could probably do that. Um, All right. Everyone, have you moved out of the way? Yes. Because a big axe is about to come through. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> okay, I, I tried to cut it in such a way as to not trigger this big axe. So what am I doing? Um, you're just going to make an attack roll. Attack roll? Yep. Natural one. 23. Yeah, easy, easy enough. 
um, you, you're reaching up with your glaive. You um, very gently just slice. And the keen edge of it cuts through the rope completely. And you do it in such a way that it pushes on the pin instead of pulls it. And the pin stays in place. And the rope falls down to the ground. Sweet. Um, I would like to tr see if I can unlock the door. Is there a lock on this side? There is a lock on this side. Um, it, the, the lock itself is just a keyhole that you can see. Oh, so it's still broken. Yeah, so it, or it's still it, locked. It's, 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 st <laughs> it's still locked. You don't see a key or anything. You just see a keyhole. Crash okay. Um. Yeah, I could do. I sh maybe I should have done that. Can I pull on the rope <laughs> to make it crash? <laughs> yeah, if you want to. Hit the pin. All right, I'm gonna hit the pin. Perhaps okay. The apps Incoming. Force to break the door. Fuck our stealth. Go, X. So yeah, you you reach up one more time, grab that, uh, flick the pin out with your glaive. The the spring load uh, shoots out. The the big axe goes swinging, hitting the door with a smash, um, cutting through the ropes and breaking the door open completely. Yay! Now imagine if I had triggered that, that would have been my faith. As this happens, mm -hmm. and you're standing there admiring your your work, uh, yes. three javelins come flying from the door that was just opened behind you and th get thrown at you. Oh, jeez. Why have you done this? Sorry. Um, I ac that was accidentally 2GM. The first throw was an 8, so that missed. Second okay. was a 5, that missed. And the third is a 13, which I assume also missed. So you just look up as Indeed. three javelins go whizzing by your head. And I need everybody to now, go for initiative. Now that's not very nice. Initiative. Ooh. I'll just move him over to make it much easier for me to click stuff. That I don't have to try and mess with. I got a 30, Fidget got a 19. Oh, these guys are going down. The Duragar, I assume they're used to it. They come from the Underdark. I imagine Edmund was probably right over here. Okay, is everybody in? Yep. Yes. Okay. So, to no one's surprise, coming right out of the gate, um, Cameron, you are hiding behind that door, make, uh, watching as this the the crash happened, 
and you're as you look up after the door bursts open, you just saw three javelins go flying into the room that impaled somewhere right about here, I imagine. Ooh. So what are you wanting to do? Two, four, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. So there. And then I'm gonna cast a spell. Get him! Do it. I'm going to cast Gravity Sinkhole. <laughs> nice. Uh, it is a 20 foot radius sphere within range. So, yeah, you can definitely hit all three. Yep, it's a con save, and if they fail, it's 5d10 force damage and pulled in center of the sphere. I'm basically just going to make it like right around here so it's, you know, they're not really going to be pulled anywhere. Wow. Well, all three of them saved. Uh, what? Why is it? <laughs> why does it say that the save teen when my spell save DC is sixteen? Oh, that's weird. Mm. Two. Okay, of them so saved. two of them saved. One of them did not. Yeah. We'll say probably this guy right here. So where did you want the the sinkhole to to be? Uh, just like here is fine. Okay. So two of them succeed. One of them fails and gets pulled right about right here against the the table, hitting the table to the side. He takes nice. the full damage, which the full damage was... 38. 38 points of damage. So you just watch as this one dwarf goes flying through the air towards this, this table, hits the table, and you hear a snap as his spine hits the table, and the, he just crumples down to the ground, crushed, dead completely buy that. The other two take 19. The other two and take 19 point th points of damage. The two of them were still hit by this gravity wave that slams them to the ground a little bit and they're able to, to hold back and keep themselves upright but it hurts. And that's 19 points of damage. Yeah, that's a lot of hit. Oh yeah. What level did, is that? Level one? That's level four. level four. Level four. Yeah. Nice. I liked being a warlock, but man, it's nice to be able to be mm -hmm. a wizard and just rip out that big dick spell once in a while, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, that's it for Cameron's turn. Fontine, you're up next. Okay. Well, seeing as they've all gotten pretty hurt, I'm just gonna run up there and whack them. <laughs> whack them. Hit him with the classic whack. I do not believe they on the yet first understand one. the gravity of their situation. That's gonna hit. <laughs> I'm gonna do them one at a time in case they get murdered. 15 yeah, that's to this enough. guy. That's enough to take out the first one. Okay, another attack on this other guy. It's a 24. Definitely hits. For 17. Yeah. You, you running up, you slash with one um, swing of your glaive, twist with the other, lobbing off both of their heads in quick succession. Um, may I mount my broom? I'd say yeah. You you did move, so you can't move anymore. So I, yeah, but, but you can mount your broom. Well, I can't move the rest of the broom speed if I mount. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I moved twenty five. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That's when I move right here. I'm just like riding it side saddle low to the ground, like, oh, my legs hurt. 
take me over here. Yeah, because it's I only about you. six feet tall. Um, the, the, yeah. the room itself is only six foot tall, so you're really skimming along, your, your toes mm -hmm. dag dragging against the floor. And as you look, come down to that area, you do see there are three more in, in there right now. Okay, um, I'm going to do absolutely nothing. And my turn. Okay, that's it for your turn. Novo, you're up next. Okay, I'm gonna run in. What about here? Oh, hi, Novo. Yeah, uh... You know, I'm gonna go ahead and dash ahead just a little bit further. It's right about there, just to act as kind of a shield. And then okay. I'm gonna... I'm, I can't really do anything else, so... That's okay. it. That's it for Novo's turn. Next up, we come to with first Drugar. He he's looking at you all, and he just kind of smiles and gives you this really toothy, evil grin. Oh, you're happy. <laughs> he pulls a he pulls something out of his pocket and smashes it down on the ground in front of you. And in that instant, you see a gigantic monstrosity form begin growing up out of the earth huge and hulking made of stone and rock we have in front of you an earth elemental mm. can't be that huge it's only six foot tall in here yeah it's kind of wedged into the space barely able to move he's but he walking can't. on all fours yeah pretty much oh hello but he is still there it's wondering when our friend was going to show up and he is going to move back this way, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet. I think that's his movement speed. Yes. And you, Cameron, you'd be able to, to hear this sure. um, as an echo, just with your passive, what's your passive perception? It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I it think it's is pretty damn high. 15. But yeah. You would definitely be able to hear this um, echoing um, in the undercommon language. You you hear the the words. Here they come. Just like that. Here we come to wreck your day. Fidget is up next. He's just gonna wait. Good enough for me. Next up, we come to Blazenear as the giant wolf spider. So what are you doing? Alright, so uh, is Edmund small enough to be able to ride on me? No, you're both <laughs> no. medium. Okay, so I'm going to skitter down from the roof and just kind of get next to uh, Cameron and just kind of motion for him to hop on. <laughs> ride me into battle. Because I, I don't really want to waste my uh, wild shape, so. Cool. Yeah, I'm done. And uh, can I hold? Can I hold a dash action or? Um. 
Eh, I'll allow it. Why not? You're holding Wait. a dash action for him to to climb, climb on, on, I guess. Yeah, so when he gets on me, I'm going to dart forward. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Next, we're going to Edmund. It's Edmund's turn next. He's or Mr. Coltrust, if you're nasty. 15, 20, 25. That's Sir Coltrust to 30. you. So Edmund comes running around the corner, looks down and sees this massive form of stone basically blocking the path. Oh, no. Um, he, and he's kind of looking to everyone like, what the fuck do I do about this? Oh, Edmund, don't be afraid. It's just a mound of rock. Um, not afraid. Um, just a bit worried. But okay. Pulls out the wand and he's going to. Let's see. I used four charges, so I'm going to use the last charge he can because I think there's six charges in there total. Yeah, and if you use the last one, it's when Let it me. might blow up, crumble into dust yeah. or whatever. Yeah, is it six or seven charges? I can't remember offhand. I'm pretty sure it's six. I'm Hold like on, I'm about 70 I'm trying to pull it. There it is. It's seven. Seven charges. It is seven charges? Okay. Yarp. You guys have a lot of shit in your party magic yeah. items. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so then he's going to cast it at second level. Or no, he's going to leave it, still cast at first level. Save one extra charge. Never know when you might need it. Yep, so three bolts of uh, magic missile come shooting out from the wand. Twelve points of damage to the elemental. Three bolts slam into this rock monster and it just looks at him. It barely even acknowledges the fact that it was hit. Next off, we come to the Drugar. Drugars Drugar, are going to be moving Frank back. Gar, Robert Gar. Yep. Coming William back. William Gar, in. but everyone just calls him Bill. Uh, Novo, what's your passive perception? Eleven. Eleven? Okay. Yep. Um, so never mind. You did not hear anything. But that brings us to the top of the order. And because this is six o'clock, we are going to go ahead and end things right here. Sure. So we're leaving off the debauchery circus um, in a corridor with a giant earth elemental directly in front of them. And they did kill three of the Drugar that were hiding and waiting. So they did get that. But we'll find out what happens next time. So thank you for watching this evening. We appreciate everybody's support. Make sure you um, follow us here on Twitch. And I hope to see you again next Monday. So have a good night, everybody.